Blog Talk Radio. Given what most Americans believe, the next statement may be more shocking than any previous. The fact is, the United States is not a country, but a corporation contractually created by the Constitution. Your state is a country, per the law, and your original citizenship is of that country. Our founders instituted themselves to be first and foremost citizens of their respective states. As of 1787, those states already had formed a union, and they created the Constitution for the purpose of perfecting that union in forming a national government. They did not intend that the new nation have any jurisdiction or powers over the states or their citizens that were not specifically enumerated in the Constitution. They stated this point quite clearly in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 of the Constitution. They granted the United States exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district not exceeding 10 miles square as may become the seat of the government of the United States, our District of Columbia, and to exercise authority over all places purchased by the consent of the states. And that is all. The framers further secured the rights of the people with the Ninth and Tenth Amendments in the Bill of Rights. In the Ninth, they established that the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And in the Tenth, they made clear that the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. The only way the federal government can have any jurisdiction beyond these constitutional clauses is by written permission or contract, which leads us to another piece of the puzzle, the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, ratified in 1868 following the Civil War. As barbaric as it may sound today, the black slaves prior to the conclusion of the Civil War were legally considered to be property with none of the rights or privileges of free-born people only duties. The money interests took advantage of America's desire to free the slaves and found a way to use the swiftly adopted post-war constitutional amendments to enslave all of the people. The deceit is in the wording of both the 13th and 14th Amendments. You will note that the 13th Amendment provides that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist within the United States. But why the emphasis on involuntary servitude? Isn't it the same thing as slavery? Sure it is. But they had to mention the concept of involuntary servitude because they wished to retain another type of slavery, voluntary servitude. Voluntary servitude is an ancient and established concept. It was the way serfs became subjects to their lords during feudal times in England and other European countries. It was a way for free men to earn a living at a time when all property was held by a select few, and thus anyone who wanted to farm and support their family had first to agree to be subject to a lord of the land. Our forefathers hated this concept and designed our Constitution to exclude titles of nobility, making all Americans sovereign. The 14th Amendment turned the intention of the founders on its ear by making voluntary servitude a requirement for former slaves to gain the rights already guaranteed to free-born United States citizens. 
When the slaves were released from their involuntary servitude following the war, their status was changed from that of being property to that of being a person. But being a person still entitled them to none of the rights associated with citizenship. So the 14th Amendment ostensibly was written to provide the former slaves with the same constitutional rights of freeborn American citizens, but only if they agreed first to become subject to the jurisdiction of the corporate United States, making oneself paramountly, that is, first subject to the jurisdiction of the laws of the United States, however, limits access to parts of the Bill of Rights, as we'll explain in a moment. But first remember, anyone who voluntarily subjects himself to the laws or jurisdiction of another is, in every way, obligated to abide by the terms of any contracts or laws established by whomever establishes the rules of the contract. In simple terms, this meant that the former slaves became subjects first to the United States and secondly to the state in which they lived. They had no sovereignty whatsoever. This status had never existed in the United States prior to that time. The 14th Amendment created a new class of citizenship in the United States, a second-class citizenship. Up until 1868, every American was a paramount citizen of their state, and by virtue of that, also a citizen of the United States, with full individual sovereignty as guaranteed by Amendments 9 and 10 in the Bill of Rights. But so-called naturalized citizens, or 14th Amendment citizens, are paramountly subject to all laws of the United States, and, having no status as freeborn citizens, have no access at all to the unenumerated rights retained for the people by Articles 9 and 10 of the Bill of Rights. That's because, in order to get any rights at all, they had to subject themselves to the jurisdiction of the corporate United States, which left them no unenumerated rights. The only rights they had were those specifically written into the Constitution. The sad tragedy of America today is that all U.S. citizens, regardless of race, are now 14th Amendment slaves due to contracts with the government of the United States through Social Security, birth certificates, driving licenses, citizenship statements, tax forms, and many other documents. The true paramount citizenship that all Americans deserve is that of their respective state, which is a sovereign citizenship. Such status would exempt them from federal and state income taxes, as well as property and inheritance taxes. This sovereign citizenship was the status held by our forefathers. Now, if you're still thinking that the U.S. government needs to have a central bank and collect income tax or it will collapse, think again. Over two-thirds of the federal government's income is derived from sources other than income tax. There is even evidence suggesting that none of your income tax is used by the government. Fees, excise taxes, tariffs, sales taxes, and other forms of income have easily supported the U.S. budget in the past and could easily support it now. We have done without a national bank for large stretches of our history, and the U.S. Treasury is perfectly capable of printing and managing a money supply. In fact, the only constitutionally sanctioned currency is backed by gold, or other precious metals. This is a far more stable form of currency and is the type of money the Treasury was designed to handle. 
The government was doing so well collecting money under these original laws that it had amassed a huge surplus by the time this cartoon was penned a hundred years later in 1887, when there still was no income tax collected at all. Up to this point, we have shown you how the money interests have, one, established the Federal Reserve System, and two, exploited a second class of citizenship created by the 14th Amendment for other purposes. And we have mentioned a few names involved in the creation of the Fed. But there are other organizations working for our economic enslavement as well, along with other extremely rich and powerful international bankers. Those who support the Fed have created a global movement to centralize economic power in various puppet organizations that preach peace and stability through some variation of socialism, but act aggressively to draw nations into a web of foreign debt and servitude to their agenda. The United Nations, the World Monetary Fund, and the Council on Foreign Relations are all committed to an agenda of world domination through manipulation of economic power. The Council on Foreign Relations openly admits to being a private club, yet it is the primary recruiting post in both international banking and the federal government of the United States. Richard Nixon, Nelson Rockefeller, John Foster Dulles, Dean Rusk, Alger Hiss, Robert S. McNamara, and every president since FDR, with the exception of John Kennedy, have been members of this exclusive club where super financiers and your elected representatives can mix freely and plan the next step in the consolidation of power in a new world order. We are vibrational beings. You know, we're not just flesh and blood. You know, uh, if you put anything under a microscope, an intense microscope, you can ultimately see that everything is vibration. And, in, and as the scientists are not telling us, there's information there. But it's not solid. It's always moving. So we're vibrational beings. And when we lift our vibration to what we want to experience, it happens first on a vibratory level. And then it shows up and manifests in our life. So uh, people who are holding on to rancor, animosity, mm -hmm. they're slowing down their vibration. Okay. Another way of saying is you cannot have what you're not willing to become vibrationally. Ah. If you do get it, you'll lose it. Ah. You see, this is why people, they'll win the lottery, they, <laughs> they lose everything, yeah. or they'll finally get the person they think they Absolutely. want to be with. They can't keep the, can't keep the relationship or... They'll get a modicum of success but can't hold on to it because inside they weren't vibrationally aligned. They really hadn't become it. So you can temporarily manipulate and get things, but to have it completely, you have to lift your vibration and, and become that in, in, in vibration. You're not really attracting things to you. You're really radiating. Ah, It's really a radiation. I can cry right now. It's like if I become the vibrational frequency of love, Harmony, peace, and I'm radiating that? That's the key. It's going to show up in my life. That's the key. Yeah. That's the word. You're not attracting it. You have to be it and radiate it, and then it, it comes, it is drawn to you. Right. From you to it. Yeah. You have to like yourself when you're by yourself. Yeah. You have to like yourself. I mean, when you're, when you're by yourself, you have to look at those thoughts 
the beautiful thoughts, the crazy thoughts. Mm-hmm. You have to embrace yourself. You have to forgive yourself. You have to love yourself. And when you can fall in love with yourself and like yourself when you're by yourself, now you can be with others. But if you don't like yourself when you're by yourself, then you're pulling on others to make you happy. Is it possible to life vision when you're at the bottom? Not only is it possible, that's probably the best time to do it. When circumstances and situations are pressing in upon us, the only way we can overcome them is to go within to actually begin to ask very empowering questions with the awareness that this universal presence and its law will answer any question that you ask. So if you're in a situation that uh, is pressing on you and you ask, what's trying to emerge in my life? What is my gift to share? Mm. What is my purpose? Why am I here on the planet? Not just how can I pay my rent, not just how can I stop the pain. You ask empowering questions The universe will answer these questions in a language and in a way that you can understand. There'll be inner prompting, there'll be intuitive hits, nudges, signs, symbols, dreams. It'll come in the language of the the, the individual soul and heart. The difficulty is that when people are in tough situations, they ask disempowering questions. They say, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Who's to blame? Why Why me? me? Those are the disempowering questions. So the universe will answer those too. It'll pull on the database of human experience and say you were born on the wrong side of the tracks or you were born on the right side of the tracks or you, this happened or that happened. It'll give you a a, a bevy of excuses. But if you ask an empowering question, you'll get an answer to rise above the muck. So it's all about the question, the sincerity of the question, and then the ability and the willingness to to really listen, to really be available. That's where the juice is. And that is available to every human being. Whether an individual is in prison, whether an individual is imprisoned by circumstance, imprisoned in their own mind about an event that happened in their past, it doesn't matter. Once you ask with sincerity, the universe will answer. That's, that's the way it operates. You know, it goes back to asking the question. Yeah. And it, but it also goes back to understanding that the presence of God has never made a mistake. Yeah doesn't do do do-overs and doesn't repeat itself. Therefore, each of us are unique expressions of the infinite. The way the infinite gets to express its infinite nature is through its uniqueness. Therefore, I have a mandate to discover myself, find out who and what I am, what my purpose is, and to express it. And that that idea within us is infinite and is always unfolding. So it's not a one and done. It's not I've arrived, Mm -hmm. it's I'm always on a journey of unfolding. You grow where you're planted. You grow where you're planted. And and then you ask, what's trying to emerge? What's trying to unfold? And you'll start to get hints. You start to take baby steps walking in that direction. And as you take baby steps, inertia becomes momentum. Mm And then possibilities start to reveal themselves. Potential starts to be activated. And you find yourself, as you look back, wow, I'm changed. I'm different. When did that happen? You have to be in alignment with it. You have to have a level of practice. You have to give up your resistance to the circumstance. In other words, 
you're, it's, you're not arguing and resisting the circum- with the circumstances. Yeah. I know this person said, I prayed. I did that. God <laughs> hadn't answered me yet. Yeah. <laughs> this is the deal. God is always answering. Yes. But are we receiving? Are we listening? Are we available? Yeah. So prayer, meditation, life visioning, it attunes us to become in alignment yeah. with that vibration. So we actually can hear it. We can actually feel it and then move in that direction. Many people, uh, if their prayers would be answered, they couldn't even receive it. They're not, they're not vibrationally ready. Victim consciousness is where many people live. Yeah. Somebody did it to me. The reason why I'm not happy is because they just make, you know, my ex-boyfriend, my boss. The world isn't fair. The world isn't fair. They're doing it to me. The reason why I'm not happy is somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. God did it to me. The devil did it to me. My astrological sign did it to me. The numbers did it my to mother. me. My mother. My karma. Yeah. Okay. That's the victim stage. Every victim has a victim story. You ask somebody, a victim, what's going on, and they'll give you a list of complaints about what's wrong and who did it. Fannie Lou Hamer once said, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, something happens and you start to open up to a possibility that maybe, maybe I'm in my own way. Maybe there's something more than, than what meets the eye. You're going to need something that is not within your little mind and your little perception. And that's where prayer comes in. That's where meditation comes in. That's where life visioning comes in. So if you just said, help, I'm open. I'm available to something new. Now you're on your way. Yeah. Help yeah. is a prayer. Help, help is a prayer. Yeah. I, I say, when I use the word help, I say, hello, eternal loving presence. That's what help means to me. Yeah. Hello, eternal, eternal loving. loving presence. Wow, that's a good one. Back in the day when the Bodhi tree existed and a book fell off the shelf. Just, I walked in and the book just slammed on the floor off the shelf and it was exactly what I needed to read at that time. And so I learned about manifestation. I learned about the second stage, which is how to manifest, which is establishing intention, beginning to see visually the kind of life you want to uh, live, beginning to have conversation about that kind of life. I tell people you have to talk about it more than you talk about your problems. Because at the end of the day, if you're complaining more than you're talking about your vision, yeah. then you're in inertia. So there's a shift that takes place where you're actually talking about the possibilities mm-hmm. more than you're talking about your issues. Yeah. You don't deny the issues. Bad things have happened to people. You're not denying that those things have happened. But it's the energy that you give to it. That yes. is a definite truth fact if you start talking about somebody or you're engaged in a conversation where you're gossiping before long you're spiraling down energy goes into those lower frequencies yep doubt worry fear all and now you're in you're in that sediment mm-hmm. you're in that dynamic mm-hmm. but if you start talking about possibility even even if you don't know how to get there then your energy starts to go up mm-hmm. you know what if you ask a what if question you know, what if, what if all my needs were met? What would I be doing in my life? What if everything is really working together for my good? What if all the bad things that have happened in my life are leading me to activating some great potential in my, in my experience? Mm-hmm. What if God really is on my side? Yeah. You know, you ask a what if question and you start to notice little tiny miracles happening in your life. Mm-hmm. Things start to manifest. You don't know how they got there.
the, the primary dark night of the soul is when you're losing your identification yeah. with your previous identity, but you don't yet have an identification with what's new emerging. You're mm, in that's good. the dark. That's good. You don't know. Uh, you, you, you knew this is who you used to be, yeah. but you're not that anymore. But who you're becoming, you're not that either. So it's dark. It's really, and sometimes it's excruciating. Sometimes it's a lot of fear, a lot of disconnect. And I, I, I tell people that when you're going through that, mm -hmm. tell them to ask this question. If this experience were to last forever, yeah. what quality would have to emerge for me to have peace of mind? Ooh. So if you ask that question, and you say, oh, if, I, if, I, if, I, if, this, if this particular experience was, was going to last forever, I would, need, I would need some strength. I would need some, some peace. I would need a little bit more you know, name whatever quality. And what happens is, when your attention starts focusing on that quality, rather than resisting the dark night, then the process is speeded up. And your identification... You move through it faster. You move it through it faster. Yeah. Pain pushes until the vision pulls. So, life is progressive, and it's pushing you yeah. until you get pulled by a larger vision. So once you have a vision that you can articulate, Okay, so pain pushes you, so it get, it's hard, it's harder, it's harder, it's harder, and it's trying to force you into having a vision, a vision yes. that's bigger than, than, than the, the pain. pain. And that's a principle. Potential is always bigger than the problem. Potential is always bigger than the problem. Your potential is infinite and is always bigger than whatever problem you're going through. You begin to have a, 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 a vision about the possibility. Mm -hmm. You start to be pulled by it. And then, once you really sincerely embrace it, yeah. and your life begins to be, okay, when I wake up this morning, I'm going to walk in the direction of my purpose. I'm going to walk in the direction of my vision. I'm going to walk in the direction of that possibility and the potential, yes. instead of allowing myself to go, oh, woe is me, or I can't believe, or right. I'm going to walk in the... The cosmic yeah. two-by-four doesn't need to hit you as much. Wow. You're pulled. You're being pulled more by joy, and it's like... I'm being pulled by some, something. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges. Of course. Of course. We don't, we don't, we're not praying to live a challenge-free life. We're praying that the challenges that come activate latent potential. Understanding that pain pushes until vision pulls. Ask what-if questions. Yes. Begin to see, visualize the kind of life you want to live. Mm -hmm. Begin to talk about it. Begin to write it down. Begin to dream about it. And then what I, what I teach is... You talk about it. doesn't mean you talk to everybody because everyone is not trustworthy. That's right. You talk to selected friends. About it. About it. You talk to it. Uh -huh. You actually talk to the vision. Talk to the possibility. Talk to love. You talk to peace. You talk to prosperity. I see you everywhere. I see you prosperity in the lawn. I see you abundance on the, in the grain of the sand. I see you everywhere. Mm -hmm. You talk to it. And then after a while... You're talking from it.
it's a life of hustle and survival. I remember when my, my ninth grade teacher asked me, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? And see, I have to fight the Harlem Crip 30s every day to get home from school, so I looked at her and said a lie. I took an English class. I got a fail in English. And my English teacher said in front of the entire class, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry, my story is good. Don't feel sorry for me. I got seven under my belt. And then the same year, my speech teacher said, after giving me a D minus, I knew I, I knew I had an A in speech. Like, come on. He obviously didn't agree with me. He gave me a D minus and said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a deaf job. So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Everything you've ever been through, set through, rolled through, cried through, prayed through, everything is a setup for your next best season. And the way you forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you accept what seems to be unacceptable, the way you embrace after you've been betrayed, the way you do that is the way you believe us. Your light belongs to everyone who'll be illuminated because you were bold enough and obedient enough to let your light shine. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And every time you cross someone's path and they can't handle your light, you know those people that they try to give you reasons why you should tone it down a bit. That they would tell Cheryl not to sing so loud. Right, right, right. They would tell me to shut up in class. They tell you you're kind of strange. You know those people. Dream snatchers, vision busters. Don't be mad at them. They can only love you to the capacity in which they're able to love themselves. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Pray for them. Love them. Because they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us. But I want you to remember that you're 70 watts. Your 70 watts has to be turned way up because you got way more to give us. It ain't over yet. Don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 watts, you know, you keep turning it up. You like, you stop dimming your light. You say today is the first day of the rest of my life. You turn it up. You're going to find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might have dimmed your light. You might have shrunk a little bit. You might have tempered it down a little bit. But after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter, as your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people. And they're going to tell you your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shade. I'm just saying, why don't you start carrying around an extra pair of shades? Yeah, 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 straight G shit. Uh huh, straight G shit. Welcome to the hood, nigga. The hoods I come from, huh? Fuck with me, dipset. 
Shoot him up, bang, bang, nigga, we'll do anything to get the cake So my first drugs in front of 1768 Look around, fiends putting Skrilla in his hand Selling hope to the desperate, had me feeling like a man And my pops, shit, he ain't want me in the trap But what the fuck could he do, he had a monkey on his back And my poor, poor mama, yeah, Miss Ruby, God bless her soul Cause I done made them tears roll down her eyes Being the gangster wasn't in her plans No mommy, what you expect is take a man to raise a man And you praying to Jesus Ma, he can't move mountains Rent back the living room, need new couches That's why I'm out here, day and night, night and day I know I got a price to pay, but fuck it, that's my life So hey, I'm from a block where you be dead for respect Little niggas picking up they flags, rapping they sex OG's home from jail, extorting these rappers Gangsters in Hollywood, selling coke to the actors And me, I'm still in it, trying to make a meal in it Shit pissing me off, but I'm forced to deal with it Hey, and my niggas in jail don't think shit well for me the way shit looking, they might have a cell for me And these niggas thinking this pressure gonna break me But now I'm going to see Mac and just see where life takes me My life Go through hell Was the pimps, down the block was the whores, around the corner was the weed, down the block was the raw. They always used to say that young chick was got shit, until that girl started giving niggas that shit. The life of a sick of kids, picking up liquor stores, till he turned into a wino, hanging around liquor stores. Man, this shit a war, I know you've seen this before. Bitch on crack, baby running around with pissy drugs. She the baby mother of a nigga locked up, wondering why she ain't wrote him, cause she out here smoking, and she ain't taking care of his son, that's nothing. One. And he's stressed and just got charged with another gun I know niggas that's on the run And niggas in they cell looking at the XXL Like I was just with Rel Niggas be in the yard with the gangsters and blood He ain't have too many fights, but I knew he was tough He used to say he was gonna go home, get in the game, live it up And when he walked out to jail, Cam gonna pick him up He did. God damn, that shit really happened I guess gangsters, they can make it really rapid I'm here for a reason, don't ever dispute that If a nigga ever shot at me, I shot back, and shoot back. My presence is felt, don't stick around for nothing. A stand up nigga who won't sit down for nothing. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. 
I'm the man, bottom line Chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got no mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I be the joint, but you are no pippin' I do the talking, you do the listen Block is just clicking, pockets is different And I just had no pots to piss in How you hide, but your pockets over Game over when I say it's over Pull it over Pull it over, bad bitch in the Range Rover I might do you all my sneakers Just came from Costa Rica You supposed to just fuck her, why did you cuff her? You wasn't supposed to keep her On the check, spell my name right Me and Jenna Jackson on the same flight The plug gave me extra bricks Cause he know that I came right You can't bring them around a wrist life They start stealing when they next to shit 40 Glock, got an extra clip In the bed with an extra bitch It's just a view, it's just a view The sky ain't the limit to me Always looking over my shoulder Before I get into my V's Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, bottom line Chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I ain't have shit, but I made it work After we Fuck, I made a twerk Opened a trap in January Shit got rid of on May the 1st Came to his block in a Hellcat I am the shit that you smell at See, I am the shit that you smell at The street screaming, I rail back Bring me some salmon after the sushi This is the preview, here come the movie Open the law, continue to bless me But I don't be wearing no kofi My body different, baby Here end up missing, baby We starting these cars, we starting this cars No keys in the ignition, baby They dragging my name through the mud They saying that I'm money hungry I'm money hungry, but I came for the love Plus I came with some thugs I'm on the boat drinking my ties How to ride by, I fly by Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord But I gotta die, fly Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, bottom line Chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, yeah Bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun. I'm the same person when I'm not with mine. And that, in fact, this is our land. So beginning with that premise, whether you're more or not more, I'm going to start with what law really is. Most of us think that we go into a courtroom and understand the difference between a court and a courtroom, that uh, the people who purport to use law really use words of art to make you believe, in fact, that law is uh, on the table when you walk into a courthouse or a courtroom, when in fact that's not true. And I would like to share with you tonight regardless of your religious persuasion, what law really is. Law, and as Muslims would say, all law, is A-L-L space L-A-W, all law, all law. So for anyone who's of a Christian persuasion, don't be misled, and when you hear the term all law, all law is God, 
all right? That is also what we would say in lawful terms, a misnomer. Allah is not God. God has no capacity and no standing to all law. Because God means governmental ordinance departments. There is no comparison. Now, who can use law? Law can only be used by people who are in their sovereign capacity. And I was, as I will share with you tonight, the majority of the people in the world, and I'm not going to get into all of the details about that, but the majority of the people in the world, 99% of them live in slavery today. So in 1863, via the Emancipation Proclamation, and I challenge you to go look in a law dictionary and look up the definition of emancipation and proclamation, and you will see that a proclamation is not a law. A proclamation is a public announcement by elected officials. It is not a law. So the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863 did not set any slaves free. What it did was standardize slavery, the United States being the model for the standardization of slavery, that all of the other nations around the world, as they reduced their people from their sovereign capacity and forced them to join nation states, then they were able to issue statute, codes, ordinances, resolutions on them. And a statute, as in a state statute of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is not a law. It is corporate policy of the corporation that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated. All right? Now, a code is not a law. The United States codes the code of the laws of the United States of America that are used in federal court and the Supreme Court are not law. They are what they say they are. They are codes, ordinances, and resolutions of a municipality of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation that calls itself the city of Philadelphia, an ordinance and a resolution, as in parking ordinances, they are not law. They are what they say they are. They are ordinances and they are resolutions. All right? And the reason they are not law is because the only people who can issue law are people who are acting in their sovereign capacity. And the people who sit in these seats as elected officials are not, in fact, in their sovereign capacity. They are in a corporate ward status, meaning that they are wards of the state. They are members of the corporation, which is a nonprofit that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as long as they have a birth certificate on record with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with that birth certificate being a contract, a birth certificate is a contract, and as long as you have a contract with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, you belong to them, and that's what slavery really is. All right? So who can use law? If you are a member of a corporate ward state, if you are a member of a corporate ward nation that calls itself the United States of America, you are a citizen. Look in the law dictionary and look up the definition of citizen. A citizen is not a sovereign. A resident is not a sovereign. Therefore, if you use an address, which is a fictitious number associated with a designation issued by a corporate ward, right? 
then you become under the jurisdiction of those people who are also corporate wards but who are also slaveholders. All right? So if you are operating in that capacity, law does not apply to you. If you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, and you say you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, then the ordinances and the resolutions of that private, nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the statutes of that nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the United States of America, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the code of the laws, right, apply to you. But if you are a sovereign of the Moorish Empire, those ordinances, those resolutions, those codes, those statutes do not apply to you because you are not a member of the corporate ward state. It's as simple as that. And they understand the difference. This is why on their documents they use words of art. They use the word label. They use the word person. They use the word address. All of these things that place you in their jurisdiction and you unknowingly fill out forms every day and every time you fill out a form, you enter into a contract. I don't care what kind of form it is. It's a contract. A driver's license application is a contract. A social security application is a contract. When you call up the telephone company and you make a verbal contract over the telephone, this is why they can bill you. When you sign a deed, it is a contract. When you fill out a voter registration form, it is a contract. Does everybody understand that? Don't ever think. Every, anything that you put your signature on becomes a contract. All right? Now, the fact that you are not in your sovereign status means that you make a contract as a minor. They don't care. They know you are a minor. Because and, and to be other than a minor, you have to be in your proper person at law. And how we write that is this. Can I have a Can you bear with me for a minute and let me put this on because uh, I can't. Can y'all see that? Impropria persona. Impropria persona. When you are in your corporate ward status, you look like this to the court. Pro se. Pro se meaning they get you in the court and they bring someone in called a got that? Pro se cuter, a prosecutor, because you're in a corporate board status. Now, if you're in appropriate persona, say in their criminal allegations, 
The prosecutor cannot come into the courtroom and say anything to you because you're not in pro se status. Makes sense, right? The issues of law, the issues of law are threefold. The issues of law are status, jurisdiction, and adjudication. The first thing that happens when you walk into a courtroom in your corporate ward status is that they already make the assumption that you are a ward of the state and that you don't know any better. So they immediately start adjudicating you. As the first thing that happens when we walk into a courtroom is that we place our status on the record. On the record. We come in with our flag. We come in with our treaty. We come in with the Constitution. We sign with them. And understanding that the Constitution is a contract. It's on this. But I want to ask you here, because I think this is a question that comes up a lot, especially when it comes to talking about the soul and what yes. role the actual soul plays with us. You know, we have the mind, the body, and some yeah. would say the soul, and the connection that it plays in our transformation as becoming gods and goddesses yes. walking on this earth. What is that connection between the soul, and, and, and what do we need that for in our transformation? The soul is all there really is. Everything else is a projection of the soul. And this particular soul, when it starts to wake itself up, which is a sun, S-U-N-S-O-N, Right. You see what I'm saying? A star. Every man, every woman is a star. Whenever it starts to wake itself up, it, it, it does various things. Some souls are still asleep. So therefore, in place of it, the ego exists and su supposes itself to be the individual. That's most people. But, but then when the soul starts to wake up, it starts to send signals to the consciousness to remember itself. So you start reading, you start studying, and you start, you know, going into this particular consciousness. Now, there's several distractions in there because when the soul is trying to do it, the ego is still involved, and it's a hard process because you can get distracted again, which means the ego can go, hey, the soul is waking up, but I still love it. I want to be, I want to exist. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a part of this knowledge that ultimately will wake this soul up and I'm going to have this person get locked in one of the areas of the knowledge. And it will suppose itself it's being knowledge, but because it is locked into one area, that's nothing but a form of ego. That's why they say master nothing. So the story goes in the, in the, in the Holy Grail. They got a, 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 a knight called Parzival. Parzival is a knight that was raised in the country by his mother. His father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother says, it's the horrid story, basically. The father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother says, I don't want him to be no knight. So she raises him way in the woods. And he plays with nature and everything. And so one day, he's out there in the woods, and he sees a shining knight in a silver shining suit. And he said, oh, my God, that's God. So he runs and tells his mom, he runs and tells his mama, say, Mom, I want to be a knight, and she almost faints. But she knows he's getting to be 18 now, and she can't hold him forever. So she has one of these plans. 
she takes him and, and shows him up a court jester's uniform and says, this is the uniform of a knight. So her plan is when he comes there looking like a clown at King Arthur's court, they, they will laugh him out of the court and he will run back home and never want to be a knight again. So he rides off to King Arthur's court. As soon as he rides off, she falls off dead. And the reason why she falls out dead because when you're on this bridge, if you try to go backwards, you fall, fall, fall. You can never go backwards. You can never go home. So now, so what happens here is he gets to the court, night's court, and they are laughing and laughing and laughing at him with this court just in such a ridiculous outfit till it gets the ear of King Arthur. Thus, he he's able to go into, it works the opposite. He's able to go right in front of King Arthur because of this funny outfit. And later on, he ends up becoming a knight, but all of the, this is, now this is the key, all of the knights were proficient and masters, but they were always masters at one discipline. Right. Which means that you are still locked in a box. Whereas Parzival, because he was not raised into knighthood, and came from humble origins, he was able to get the Holy Grail when the other ones were not able to get the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is i.e. his own soul and rise to the God level. That's what the mystery is. He is able to get the Holy Grail for the simple fact that by him not mastering the discipline, he was able to ride through all of the disciplines. You see what I'm saying? And get the and, and get the his own soul. So mastering you master something, but if you master one section, you're only inflating your ego. By him being the divine fool, which is the tarot card, it's called the fool. And it is the only tarot card that can be used throughout the entire deck. It masters all. So that's what the humility is. So in so many words, you have to trick the ego to keep letting you go. So give me an example. Um, back in '08, back in '98, I, I produced my dark side lectures and started explaining all this stuff based on the dark side. Right. Now I became famous with it, but I could have used it as a theology and say that's what I'm an expert at and that's all I'm gonna do. Right. And I would have got stuck. Hell, I'm, I'm talking about fucking archangels now <laughs> in the relationship. So you never get stuck. You never turn anything into a theology. And that is the reason why most of these systems that people initiate in, they're never going to work because they are only a fragment of something. And ultimately, the ego can latch on to that. So in so many words, the soul sends this particular information so it can get to know itself, so it can remember who it is. You see what I'm saying? But the ego is there for distraction. But the soul is all there really is. And it's an entire maze between the soul and you, and, and you, and so what you have to ultimately do is to surrender and give up and say, I don't exist. So what I had to do is I had to get rid of Bobby Hemmings, right. you see, and all that was dear to me, you see. That way you can eliminate the possibility of the ego latching on. Bobby Hemmings ain't around now for the ego to latch on. You see what I'm saying? I ain't got no goddamn scruples. <laughs> None. No scruples whatsoever. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. Ain't none to it. Real one.
Personally, niggas rather work for the man than to work with me. Just so they can pretend they on my level. That shit is irking to me. Pride always going for the fall, almost certainly. It's disturbing what I gross. What I gross. Survey says you not even close. Everybody's bosses to the time to pay for the office. To them end points to separate the men. From the boys over here, we measure success by how many people successful next to you. Here we say you broke if everybody gets broke except for you. Ow. Ain't nothing to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Okay, good. So as 
the chemicals of, of emotion wane, the cells will go into a period of chemical withdrawal. This will stimulate the brain to produce more molecules of emotion and the cells will carry out the corresponding behavior to concentrate the chemicals in the tissues. This is known as emotionalism which creates drama. No, I'm serious. You have to understand that drama is a biological created activity because the chemistry of that emotion is dwindling in that person's body. And so therefore to keep that chemistry at the level that it's used to, it will stimulate the person to create drama. So you have to understand this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama. They need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions, and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, that is inconsequential and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff and how can they do that and they shouldn't speak and look at what they did. A whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind. Because when the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, etc. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal. And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, etc., and nothing gets done. Nothing over and over and over again because we are emotional addicts. We are not in control at all of our bodies. It is our emotions that are driving us. And so therefore, we have abandoned the project. Years go by, the same foolishness and nonsense, and we wonder why, what happened? And somebody else that didn't do whatever they're supposed to do. No, it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused.
think hate will ever stop? Hell no! Yo, listen, if you ain't getting hated on, you ain't doing something right. You get hated on by those who want to be you, who those who care for you, who those you crush. This is my life, yeah, you want to be me. I'm rolling through the city like I'm willing to be me. trying to say be a nasty motherfucker out there, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to lose. Why are you trying to be the one who loses? Why don't you be the one who wins? Because every time you won, you didn't realize how much you were winning. You were winning confidence. You were winning followers, friends. You were winning allies. But you allowed somebody else to tell you that the shit you was doing wasn't hot. You're built now for this shit. This is my life, yeah, you wanna be me I'm rolling through the city like I'm really be me Too far ahead, you can never be me This is my life, my life, yeah, yeah Get your millions up for you interrupt I love too much need, you can double cup Hit the stir fry for the camera Better keep up, you need stamina If you really reflect on where you shit you've been through this shit right now this is easy i've been through that haters to me are like cheerleaders with dirty pom-poms if a motherfucker ain't hating on you you're doing something wrong but when haters hate on you check this out a motherfucker in the street they know what it is a hater because we all know haters and we know the motherfucker they talking about is the motherfucker we should fuck with this is my life, yeah, you wanna be mad I'm rolling through the city like I'm willing to be mad Too far ahead, you can never be mad This is my life, my life, yeah, yeah Get your millies up for you in a rough I love too much need, you can double cup Hit the stir fry for the camera Take your high. 
take you higher today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how you feel, Emery. Guru, turn the vocals up. Turn my vocals up, Guru. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Super Bowl goals. My wife in the crib feeding the kids liquid gold. We in a whole different mode. The kid that used to pitch bricks can't be pigeonholed. I cooked up more chicken when the kitchen closed.
insight on this. But I want to ask you here because I think. You're going? First of all, you're going to have to stick to your passions. You're going to have to be true to yourself. Right. Number two, you got to stop thinking of yourself as human. You got to start thinking of yourself as advanced entities. See, the brain or the archetype of the collective consciousness only gives you what you think yourself it is. Right. If you think of yourself just being a motherfucker walking around here just trying to get along and just trying to make it, then that's all you are, cattle. Right. But if you think of yourself as though immortal being that is prophesied and supposed to return, then your brain will send that signal to the higher you and the higher you will produce the armor around you Although it is invisible, yeah, it protects you. See what I'm saying? I'm going to put this on the table again. Yeah. Let me hear you anyway, Like I said, so we can get this on the table. If you send that you are a normal open from Mistoke, walking around here, you are cattle, you are property of the United States government right. under the three-fifths of a human being act, and they can do what the fuck they want to do with you. Right. As as you've always been. But if you send signals to your higher God self that you are an advanced entity, come back to change this mess, then your body will grow the armor all around you. And let you know what I'm telling you about. They produce the movie this summer called Spawn. Anybody saw it? You need to go get it. Because in the movie, when the guy came, he said, listen, he said, you've been using your power when you get mad. That's how we do. We get help happening. He said, but you need to start cultivating your energy and knowing who you are. He said, because your, your taste is a body of armor, and your suit is a body of armor. We're talking about your melanin. And the more and more you think, the melanin is only set up for you to think on an advanced, immortal level. The superhero. The hero comes from what? The god Heru. And who is Heru? You are the Heru. How the hell do you think they make these things? So when you start thinking of yourself at an advanced, superhero level or superhero level, then your melanin produces the type of chemical structure or the type of spiritual or etheric structure that is conducive to what the fuck you're thinking. It's a process in a brain computer. What is that? A melanin is a brain computer that produces what you think. But if you can't produce so much stuff on the Lower level because the melanin is higher than that level. It only produces when you break it to a higher level and start thinking in a higher level that it produces that. That's why the white boy, even though that, who ain't already got no melanin. They teach their children, they into all the Star Wars and the superhero this and the superhero that and the comic books and all that shit. What you perceive yourself is what you are. So you got to stop perceiving yourself as just an everyday Negro. And start perceiving yourself as sons and daughters of God. Now, ain't no way in hell no sons and daughters of God supposed to be walking around this motherfucker talking about both. You're supposed to be ruling God's systems and universes. So, therefore, you got to start programming the melanin, which is the actual way you program the actual alchemy process. It's thought. The physical is an illusion. It doesn't exist. So, you have to program through thought. Y'all getting it? Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's see. A few other things here. What time is it? 
going to come back tomorrow. Let's deal with this. If the religion that you have is designed to shut down your God principle, you can call it the archetypes of the collective unconsciousness, then what they speak against that, you, that makes you scared of is your actual, actual power. Now what I mean by that is this. We're talking about certain ancient words that you think now has been turned into something negative that it wasn't before. And this is what it means. The word demon that you think is negative is your higher melanated spirit. And give you a case in point on what I'm talking about is this. A brother called me back in 95. He said, I've been going, he said, I've been, I was born with a veil. You know, that's the southern word of, I was born psychic. Right. Or I was a seer. Right. So I was born with a veil and I could see. He said, now ever since I was a little boy, he's down. Evil spirits been following me. He says about three of them. He said, all my life, he said, I done gone to all kind of people. And those particular people that I have gone to have take, told me all kinds of things to get rid of them. And brother, they still bothering me. What do you know that I can do to stop this? And right then the spirit said, Motherfucker, them ain't no demon. Them his motherfucking boys. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, them your boys, man. You're supposed to congratulate them and say, hey, man. Mm-hmm. Shit, I understand now. I'm on such a low level to when I look up at what is God now, that scares me because it's remotely different than what I've fallen to. That's heaven coming to get you out of hell and you scared of heaven. I say, greet them. Pull our bases to them and tell them to come on in. He greeted them and pulled our bases and they came up and said, Hey, man. Lord, brother, we've been trying for 37 years to get with you. We used to hang out in a previous life, but you incarnated back into the physical and we are still on this plane. And ever since and we've been trying to get to you for years, because it's been thousands of years. Mm-hmm. But what happened was, is you were so ignorant in the other incarnation, but this time when you were born in a veil, you could see us, so therefore we figured we could visit you because you had some type of consciousness. Mm-hmm. But he was locked up in that orthodox Islam. They were calling them gems and shit. Mm-hmm. He said, we've been trying to get to you since you was a little boy. You are damn quiet. Mm-hmm. You see? So what you call demons is called Asgodamia. Like it or not, we all come hardwired with a complete set, 12 six-pack. The Gnostic demons are units of untamed natural forces within ourselves, our melanated forces, that we have ignored, denied, and disowned. They serve us to do, our, to do their mischief when, when our will is will and is, is ambiguous and our resistance is low. After we have committed an embarrassing act of, unbelie- of unbelievable stupidity, you are really referring to them when you slap yourself and say, I am my own worst enemy. As long as they are ignored, they are uh, uncontrolled, they are dangerous and hungry beasts in, un- in, in an abandoned zoo. Now, what this means is this. What this means is this. The ancient word for that is called agodamian. 
or demon, which is the melanin spirit. Which is the melanin spirit. I told you about books on Gautier. Alan McCrawley said that the Gautier spirits are those particular so-called demon spirits that the Christianity tells you not to deal with is nothing but the leftover portions of the brain that the science tells you your ass don't use. Remember they say we only use a small portion of our brain? That's when you tap into the real deal science of the melanin and the real deal archetype of your brain. It's so unusual in this regular, rational, mundane shit that you go through until you get scared. But that's your higher self coming and say, man, if you really tap into this shit and face your own soul, we can fuck out some shit. You see? But in order to pray to that, you got to pray to your higher self. But so to pray to God, hell, all people of God, as the Bible says, you might be praying to some black man on his front porch, and that motherfucker might be on crack. He's still a God. You know what I'm saying? So you got to understand to talk and put on it to yourself. You know what I mean when I say this? You do the shit all the time. See, the society tell your ass, people who talk to themselves is crazy. <laughs> but you know you've been talking to your goddamn self for years. Just when the motherfucker comes around, you say, who are you talking to? Oh, I was saying. <laughs> Why do you talk to yourself? You talk to yourself because that's your higher self you're talking to and ain't nobody around. You do it all the time. What you got to do now is you got to start referring to the energy is all, all the God that you're looking for. The higher God has made the law to put it within you. See, the only way you're going to get to me is through yourself. See, you can't get to the Father but through the Son. Not through some old motherfucker hanging on some damn cross. You worship a dead motherfucker, you slew. <laughs> Here a motherfucker that couldn't even save himself from the crack up from the Roma, and I'm going to give the, the trust to that pastor. He's not to come better than that shit. Because I know some motherfucker white people better than that shit. Okay, okay, let me just tell you. The key on what I'm saying is this. We'll be back tomorrow. Is the power that you are looking for is in yourself. This is not blasphemy. This is not so-called sacrilegious. What it's saying to heaven is within. So what it is is you got to start referring to yourself. Now you 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 can't even look at it as it's an objective entity. What you got to do now is start referring to yourself as God too. You see what I'm saying? And now you got to stop doing this. So now. You don't need to be praying no more. You're supposed to do this. And this is what it says. The entities that you used to pray to when you was a, a young child, they used to be your guardians. But as you become an adult or become God, they become your servants because they're only forces of elements that can only be willed and commanded by you. So all the God that you're praying to, you're supposed to be telling them to get off your ass because it ain't a... Uh, Physical body, as you think, is forces of elements, water, air, fire, earth. You understand what I'm saying? Energy. energy. So you got to command the energy. That's what the whole, that's what Yoda, which was there. If you go get the, the picture of Horus, you'll see Heru standing on some crocodiles, and you'll see the god best behind his head. That's damn Yoda. Did you see the Star Wars? Did you see they put him on the back? That was Yoda. Actually, you know what that was? That was his higher self on the inside talking to him. 
But Yoda said, you got to use the force all around you. <laughs> this shit is authentic because he read, read 60 doggone books to get it and to hear all the thousand faces. Today, you know who signed uh, uh, a relief package that includes paid sick leave for hourly workers and free quant uh, coronavirus testing. He's also invoking the Defense Production Act, which gives him power to direct civilian businesses to meet orders necessary for national defense. Here's how he's framed it, his coronavirus response yesterday. Take a look. The big thing we did was a very early uh, stoppage of people coming in who could be very, very heavily infected. Uh, that, was a, that was a very good move, and it was very early, very, very early, when most people, including a lot of professionals, they didn't want us to do it. Uh, that really saved a lot of lives. And, yeah, I look at it, I, I view it as a, uh, in a sense, a wartime president. I mean, that's what we're fighting. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a very tough situation here. I mean, is he, he's right to call this a war, is he not? I agree. I think calling it, I want, him, I want this to be taken with the severity and, the, and concern it deserves. And honestly, the generation, we're seeing a lot of young people that aren't taking this seriously, yeah. but I tend to think the generation at risk, not necessarily in cities, but spread out across the country, maybe aren't taking this as seriously either. And yet the word war they understand. So if we need to call it war also to, with the solution, I've taught, I've, I've really agreed with Biden's suggestion of getting the military involved to, with, with their expertise, with their resources. So if I'm consistently saying we need that type of response, I don't care what he calls it. It just needs to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I, I don't do know. Do you think I, it's possible that we have to have his people do the same thing? Because, you know, Rand Paul and several other uh, folks we're holding this up like it wasn't really a big deal. Doesn't, don't we have to get everybody on board with the fact that this is, this is not a joke? Young people, senators, congresspeople who are still sort of hedging their bets. Don't, doesn't he also need to get them in, into shape? Well, I do feel like recently, you know, you have the Senate passing um, this bill, this re relief bill, the stimulus bill. I, I think people are at, at a point now where they're realizing the severity of the situation. But I am very uncomfortable mm -hmm. with this president saying that he is a wartime president. Because in my view, last yeah, week, he said he wouldn't take any responsibility for the significant delay in the country's coronavirus testing capabilities. And you have a president who is notorious for being uh, a, a draft dodger. Uh, when it came to Vietnam and, you know, getting these bone spur uh, deferments. And so to sort of try to reframe his legacy when it comes to the coronavirus response as a wartime president, um, I, I'm very uncomfortable with because wartime presidents take responsibility for their failures, and he has been unwilling to do that. I mean, if you look at any video of his responses from January up until even now, um, I, I think there's been mm -hmm. a lack of leadership. And, but legacies and I, I are determined I don't, I don't over time. That. I don't think he can write his own legacy right now. So I don't think the language is determining legacies. We always well, say when someone's being judged by their performance, wait, I give it a decade or so. I think yeah. language matters. I think it's very important. I think his language matters. I think he tries to um, 
you know, use language, and he uses language very effectively, and I refuse to allow him but we haven't to call had himself him. a war The problem we've president. all criticized is that the administration didn't act fast enough or no. strong enough. Now we have him using strong language, and I will There's get behind way. any language if people start listening, because I am not waiting for politicians to tell me. I'm waiting for doctors and scientists, and right now, whatever the politicians do is secondary, but if it means that he is saying stronger things and people are more scared and more cautious about what they're doing out and about, then I can get on board. I think right now people need to take this very seriously. I think he's a liar-in-chief, and I will refuse to give him the moniker of a wartime president. He doesn't deserve that. I don't think it's about what he deserves or not. I think it's the realities of the world we're living in. And right now there's almost 10,000 cases, 150 deaths, 222,000 cases worldwide. I mean, the U.S. Navy is sending a floating hospital here to New York for the cases that are coming. And I think if you go by war, by deaths that are happening, we, we're going to surpass 9-11. So I think I agree with Sarah in the sense that I don't really care at this point what it takes to get people um, alert. You're seeing videos coming out of Florida of spring breakers partying and clearly not listening to the news or their parents parents. Um, just, I think I, I just read that DeSantis is just now going to quarantine Florida, but people have not been paying attention to this. I mean, there are people that work at this show that aren't paying attention to this, that are still comfortable going out, doing things, and I think we are at a time of complete crisis. And I wish people had been taking this seriously a lot sooner. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Oh man, what a goddamn shame. Boy out here throwing dirt on my name We was lit together, we was the shit together Hitting chick together You hit my phone, you know how I was with whatever and Then they said you's a rat I hit you up like, boy, what's up with that? You ain't give me no feedback You said the paperwork was fake, I left it at that, remember? Then you switched friends on me I thought the love was kinda real, but you pretend on me Thought you was straight, but you bend on me And I never touched a girl, but she been want me Uh-huh, uh-huh, we was dogs, remember? And I helped you got rich, I was the cause, remember? Damn, you forgot all of that I was hitting your phone and you stopped calling back, that's why Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog be my dog, man. He used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man. He used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man. He used to be my dog. Used to be my dog. You was in my left titty. Scream ride or die. I thought you would die with me. Found out you's a rat. You can't even ride with me. Now I'm on some funny shit. I gotta move shifty. Took you to my mother house. She called you a son. I let you eat out my refrigerator. You know I never been a hater. We used to switch cars and change. Everybody thought we had the same last name. Then you forgot who put you up on game. Start running around with all these lanes. Now I'm a sucker. You know I ain't never switch up. You had beef. I was there, I ain't bitch up I had beef, I called you and you ain't pick up And you ain't come to the hospital when I got hit up That broke my heart 
That showed me that we broke apart we broke You apart. know I kept it real from the start Whoa. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog uh, uh. He used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog If you're in the chat, you want to get in and holler at me live. All right. Um, make sure you go to makemorecommerce.com. If you, <coughs> excuse me. If you need to set up a consultation um, or get with me, I'm in the middle of doing some revamping on things. So if you was waiting on that webinar, uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer because I'm in the middle of revamping um, how I do some things on the site, things of that nature for people who are part of our membership, alright, uh, so with that being said, welcome to the show, we're going to dive into it tonight, tonight I'm going to be discussing the topic of the Civil War, um, and so I'm going to go into some things tonight, maybe you've heard about them, maybe you haven't, but we're going to talk a little bit about the slaves, the Moors, and the Europeans, okay, and we're going to look at it from the aspect of what the Civil War actually was, right? Um, and you may say, well, why is this important, right? Well, it's really important to your commerce, especially now, because history repeats itself, and it's repeating itself right now as we speak, right? There is a Civil War going on, right? And a lot of people are asleep to this. They don't know this, right? So we're going to we're going to dive into this. And y'all know how I do. I don't sugarcoat shit. I give it to you straight. No chaser. Um, and that's just how I do it. All right? But I'm going to say peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. All right? And um, let's just dive in tonight, right? So we talk about the idea of the Civil War, right? And, you know, looking at it from the aspect of what the Civil War actually was. What a Civil War actually is. So... A civil war, right? Anytime you, you look at the word um, civil, right? You got to understand the connotation of the word uh, in itself, right? So civil deals with relating to ordinary citizens, right? And their concerns as distinctions from military concerns uh, or ecclesiastical concerns, right? Um, so, so it deals with a fine line between church and state, if you will. Okay, um, it's a spiritual war. Let's just let's just be straight up about this. It's a spiritual war. The the civil war was a spiritual war, right? It was a war for your soul. It was a war of, of angels and demons. It was a fucking war, 
right? It was spiritual. Now, anything that deals with um, ecclesiastical matters and the military generally has a fine line, okay? And this is the reason why they tried to do separation of powers, right? And they said church and state was supposed to be separate. And, and, and when you think about it, they really should have been separate and they should remain separate. Um, but then there should be union, right, at the same time. So there's, there's really, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a fine line to walk there, right? Because technically you need structure and order. And out of uh, destruction comes, comes order or out of chaos comes order, right? That type of thing, right? So this is really the whole point of the union. Um, and it's, I think it's important for us to get this because when we talk about the union, right, or a collection of states, we, we have to look at what a confederacy was versus a union. So um, let, me, let me just give you all a few working definitions for this, right? And we'll, we'll kick it off like that. Okay. Now, a union is the action or the fact of joining a being joined together, especially in a political context, right? Um, it's a club or a society, association, something that's formed by people with a common interest or a common purpose. Okay? That is a union, kind of like uh, we, we look at labor unions, right? Um, and then when you look at Confederate, I'll pull it up here because I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm giving you guys a proper definition. But a Confederate is joined by an agreement or a treaty. Okay, so a person is one who works with, especially in something in secret or illegal or uh, some type of accomplice, right? And they call this, and I really don't even like the word illegal, right? Because technically there's nothing illegal about a treaty, right? Treaties are are based on who becomes parties to them, right? So uh, in America, the Confederate States of America, commonly referred to as the Confederate States of the Confederacy, was a unrecognized breakaway, right, that existed from uh, February of 1861 to May 9th of 1865. And they, they basically fought against um, what they called the United States of America, right? And you, you have to get deep into this understanding to understand what this is really about, right? Now, uh, just to give you uh, an idea here, right, of what was going on, the Western Territory, so, so yeah, so what you think of this, right? California was considered the United States of America. Oregon was considered the United States of America. Then you had what was known as the Mason-Dixon Line, right? And the Mason-Dixon Line, um, and just to give you an idea, it went from Iowa all the way over to PA, right? Um, and it, it basically separated... Missouri from Iowa. So then you had Kansas, right? And Kansas was also part of what we would call the United States, right? Then you had the border states, right? Uh, Missouri, um, let's see what else would be considered a border state here. Let me, let me put out the map and I'll tell y'all. Because right? you have border states as well. Let me get my map. Hold on a second. So, uh, Missouri and Illinois 
okay, uh, in Indiana. Or, well, actually, actually, it was uh, really, it was really Missouri and Kentucky, okay. And those were basically your border states, okay. Then you had your Confederate states of America, which were Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia, okay. These were what were known as your Confederate states. See, the problem today, and it, it, you know, is that you'll see a lot of states that want to break away, right, from the United States. But the 14th Amendment made it where they had, they were conjoined together. They were part of this union, okay? So when you see people in places like Georgia or Florida, right, and they're, they're part of the Confederacy, it's because they want to break away, right? They, they don't want to be part of a system, okay? Now, you know, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm just giving you the facts here. My opinion really has not much to do with this. Um, but what's interesting about this whole topic here, right, is that, uh, you know, especially now, right, I, I've noticed a lot of people, and especially some of those states, who typically um, won't do business with other people of other states, right, because they're operating like we still in the goddamn Civil War, right? Listen, your Confederate states joined the Union a long time ago. <laughs> All right, so what you're dealing with now is more of the spiritual side of this war. Okay, so just to give you an idea, though, um, you know, you have your Mason-Dixon line, right? And like I said, your Mason-Dixon line was your dividing line, right? It, it essentially... Um, it, it, it's a it's a line that that formed from Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, West Virginia, uh, part of Virginia, okay, and it basically surveyed between 1763 and 1767, right, by a guy named Charles Mason and Jeremiah Dixon, right. So they went through and they they surveyed what they call colonial America, right. So the dispute had its origins long time before the Civil War, okay, in terms of um, you know, what was going on. So you can go back as far as the Missouri Compromise uh, when you're dealing with this, right? But the, the, believe it or not, the Mason-Dixon line is still used today, okay, which separates the Northeast and the South culturally, politically, and then socially, right? So when you see the term Dixie, you know what they're talking about, right? Um, now, and I've been trying to tell y'all this, you know, niggas was getting mad at me when I was telling y'all to set up trust where y'all at, but there's a reason why I was doing that, right, and maybe it becomes more clear over time, but you don't want to become a slave to somebody else, that's just a fact, right, sorry, but now I've slaves you a long goddamn time ago, okay, so when somebody says to you, we're going to show you how to use your constitution, the constitution, to defend yourself against your government. <laughs> they may be telling you something. So you might want to really look at what people are telling you. Okay. So, once again, I, I you know, and I, I put this, um, and I put this out there. Ooh, my. 
excuse me, somebody fuck with my throat chakra tonight. <laughs> now I'm gonna be talking about this. Um, but I put this information out tonight because it's important for us to really understand what the fuck is going on. Okay. Now, a civil war is known as an interstate war. Okay. Um, it's a it's it's a term called homology, right? And it basically um, it's the multi disciplinary study of war and, and the word derives from the ancient Greek word uh, polymos, right, which means battle. Now, this is a war that's organized with groups, right, within the state or the country. So the aim of one side may be to take control of the country or a region to achieve independence for a region or to change the government's policies as a whole. So the term, right, is a Latin term, right? The term is called calque. The calque is a Latin term, okay, which was used to refer to uh, various civil wars in the Roman Republic or, or the Roman Empire, right? So most modern wars involve intervention by both outside powers. According to a guy named uh, Patrick Reagan, he wrote a book called Civil Wars and Foreign Powers in 2000. Two-thirds of 138 interstate conflicts between the end of the World War II and 2000 had civil wars involved. Okay? So civil wars end World War II, all right? So you can look at civil wars all around the world, and you can see where civil wars have taken place. All right? Now, a couple good books for you to check out. Um, there's a book called... Uh, <clears throat> it's called... Uh, uh, Reunion Without Compromise, all right? It deals with the Reconstruction Act and the Civil War and the Reconstruction, all right? And then there's another book um, and it's called Short History of Reconstruction, right? Because it's really important to understand what the hell the Reconstruction Act did, right? And how they reconstructed the original government to what it is today to what so many people are trying to so-called get free from, right? Now, we can't talk about the Civil War, without actually talking about right, which which you know it's really important because then we have to understand that remember, uh, in any state, you are not considered a national um, of your state, right? If if you don't call, have a nationality, so then you're considered to be what they call a refugee. Okay, so when they consider you to be a quote-unquote, refugee of your state, okay, means that you're a prisoner of war. Now, the American Civil War, which was from uh, April 12th, 
I want y'all to understand something, right? That part of the reason why they gave up slavery in the South because they realized that people in the North uh, weren't going to do business with them if they continued with it, okay? So, you know, there's that term, there's that belligerent term, okay? Uh, belligerent, right? And this is why I told y'all to go read Law of the Belligerent, right? But the Confederate States of America, commonly referred to as the Confederacy, was the unrecognized breakaway state that existed, okay? So, your Confederate states were South Carolina, Mississippi, they were Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Texas, Virginia, Arkansas, Tennessee, and North Carolina. All of these states wanted your ass in slavery. They wanted to keep your ancestors enslaved. And, and here's the thing. Don't think that much has changed. Okay? <laughs> now, the Confederacy was formed uh, February the 8th, 1861, by the secession slave states. South Carolina, Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Texas. All seven of these states are located in the deep south region of the United States. Okay? So their economy was, was heavy on agriculture, cotton, plantation system, okay? and it relied on slaves and slave labor. Okay? Uh, and if you go get that book, White Cargo, you'll see that even some of these slaves were what you would call Caucasian as well. Okay. And you know, white supremacy is, is really it's really an illusion. There's no such thing as that. Okay. Um, but they use this, you know, to to form the institution of slavery. Okay. Now, before Lincoln took office, okay, in eighteen sixty one, a provisional Confederate government was established in 1861, and it was considered illegal by the United States federal government, and many Northerners um, thought of the Confederates as traitors. So after the war began in April, in April, four slave states of the Upper South, which were Virginia, Arkansas, Tennessee, and North Carolina, seceded, and then they joined the Confederacy. The Confederacy later accepted the slave states, of Missouri and Kentucky as members, although neither of them officially declared secession, nor were they ever largely controlled by the Confederate forces. Okay, um, you know, and the Confederate had what they called shadow government. Okay, a lot of people like to talk about these shadow governments, right? Um, but they they existed then and they exist today. And the shadow government is a government that's prepared to take control in response to certain events, especially one made up of leadership of the largest opposition, right? That, that, that's in your area or where, whatever it is, right? But it, it is a body of private individuals who exercise actual power behind the scenes instead of a country's organized government uh, of their public figures, okay? So, this, I mean, this, this is why y'all gotta understand what public and private really is. Okay, because shadow government still exists today. Okay. Now we live in the information age, so there's no reason that anybody that nobody should should not know this information. Right. Now, um, the Confederacy civilian government, right, was basically in a chaotic form. So um, you know, they let's just put it like this, they weren't very 
organized. So the most significant Confederate general, you probably heard his name, was Robert E. Lee, right? And he did a surrender to Ulysses Grant, okay, on April 9th, all right, once they were so-called defeated, all right? Now, um, it's really important to understand that at this time they had the Jim Crow laws going on, that antebellum slavery going on, okay, niggas is picking cotton, and everything else. All right, so I mean, I, I really got to get y'all to understand what the hell was going on here, right? So the Emancipation Proclamation it did not free any slaves, but what it did was it took the ownership away. Okay, and this is this is part of the reason why, um, you know, it's important for y'all to be in your own trust, right? But it took the ownership away from private individuals of, of their so-called property, their human capital. It took that ownership away from them, okay? And it gave it to the government, and then the government would then decide um, who was able to do what, right? So. In the years that followed the Civil War, the Bureau of Refugees or the Bureau of Freedmen or what we call the Bureau of Abandoned Lands, okay, they provided assistance to thousands of former uh, prisoners of war, which they also called slaves. And these were impoverished people. They were white. They were, uh, they were so-called, quote-unquote, black Okay, and these are people in the southern states, and they were in the District of Columbia as well, believe it or not. All right, so when we look at the Freedmen Bureau, right, um, it, it is the, the Bureau of Refugees. All right, so the Freedmen, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, I use this term really loosely, right, because a lot of times these people um, were already free. Okay. A lot of them were already free on their land, even on the Confederate side, right? And there were black Confederate soldiers as well that they don't tell you about, okay? But the Bureau of Refugees was an important agency or, or early reconstruction because it's important to understand that a lot of what happened is that a lot of these, these so-called uh, slaves, right, became prisoners of war, thus they got the term uh, freedmen, right, or, or they became refugees because they were kicked off of their land. So an important agency, right, of early Reconstruction was the Freedmen's Bureau, which assisted freedmen in the South. So it established itself on March the 3rd, 1865. It operated very briefly um, as a U.S. government agency, which they eventually got rid of. Right? They didn't want the Freedmen's Bureau to be around. Um, because, you know, let, you know, they did the 14th Amendment, and they were able to just make everybody U.S. citizens. They said, fuck it, we don't need it, right? But from 18, and, and this is also, they were giving these 40 acres of mule. They, they was giving land away, right? So they was doing a, a reconstruction of the history and a redistribution of the land at that particular time, right? So they redistributed the land. It's important to understand that they can redistribute land with no problem. Right, to refugees. Okay, we well, was in the war, you refugee. Okay, you you over here with us now. Okay, well we're gonna give you some land. Right. So not only did they do that, they they gave them clothes, they gave them fuel. Right. 
So for the immediate and temporary shelter that was provided, right, it was done through the Freedmen's Bureau. Okay. Now, in 1863, the American Freedmen's uh, Inquiry Commission was established. Okay. So the, the American Freedmen's Inquiry Commission was was uh, was set up by the U.S. Secretary of War, named Edwin McMaster. Uh, this was done in 1863. And, and basically, this dealt with the investigating or the investigations of uh, the status of slaves. Okay. So, it, uh, just to make, make it known, it is the Secretary of War, even today, that deals with the status of who's a slave and who's not. Okay. And it deals with former slaves as well, who were freed by the Emancipation Proclamation. Okay. Now, Another thing too that it's worth mentioning right, is that um, a lot of states at that time on the Confederate side were, were attempting to use the treaties or the treaties and the compacts that they made with each other. Okay, but they signed the ultimate treaties in war, right, to become part of what the United States. Right. So I mean, this is this is. Really important to, to really get your mind around it. All right. Now, the Bureau's powers were expanded eventually to help people, right, for whom had become uh, separated during the war, right? So, as in, in any war, right, you may get separated from your children in war, you may lose your land, stuff like that. So, basically, they were put there to bring people back together. To redistribute the land and all of that, all of these things, right? So the Bureau's mission was to help solve everyday problems of slaves. Okay, so when they had shit like uh, yellow fever, cholera, right, different things like that, right? They were there to to help get medical supplies, whatever you want to call it, even re-education. All right. And this brings me to the whole thing about your Native Americans in the re-education system, right? And, for instance, um, they told a lot of Native Americans that they could come so far um, in a state, and if, and if they did not go through the re-education system, right, or the reconstruction system, then they had to go take their ass off to where? That's right. You could call it a plantation, or you could think of it like um, what they call it today. It's a reservation, right? We're going to reserve you over here until you're ready to become part of society, right? So it's a form of disenfranchising people, uh, just like they disenfranchised people uh, who were coming out of the war, okay? So, just to understand what was going on. Now, there's something known as the Freedmen's Bureau Bill. Okay, so the Freedmen's Bureau Bill provided uh, a legislative authorization to the Freedmen's Bureau, right? Formerly known as the Bureau of Refugees. Okay, and this is set up by the president, by Lincoln, right? And basically, this was done as part of the part of the army, right? So, following the original bill in 1865. Subsequent bills sought to extend its authority and its lifespan. So you had Andrew Johnson, um, who basically tried to derail the bill's intention, uh, right? And you know, to aid free slaves, right? He didn't want 
people. He didn't want people to say that. Right? Um, the city bureau was disbanded. So understand that every effort that was made to actually give uh, refugees or people of color or disenfranchised people land was ruined by somebody within that organization. <coughs> Give me a sip of tea here. Okay. Now, um, the Freedmen's Bureau was created in 1865 during the Lincoln administration. Okay. It was done by an act of Congress called the Freedmen's Bureau Bill. It was passed in March the 3rd of 1865. So in order to aid your former slaves um, with food and housing, oversight, education, health care, employment, uh, employment contracts, private landowners, all of this, right? Because it was, it, was, it was basically the thought that, hey, you couldn't really be free unless you had a piece of land. Right? Now, we know today that um, it's a lot easier for you to acquire land, but it's not one of the only ways that you can be free. There are, other, there are other methods like like becoming a national, right? Or stepping outside of the realm of what they would consider to be a slave. Okay. Uh, this is one of the reasons why doing a nationality is so important. Okay. Because what we're talking about still deals with the fact that they're still enslaving people to this very day. All right. <clears throat> now, I'm going to post some information for you here. Right, I got a ton of books on top. Right. Um, <clears throat> now I'm just going to give you a little information, right? Because and, and, and this is this is why this shit is so important, right? So, um, you know, you have the transatlantic slave trade yeah, that apparently happened long before. Right? But there are two flags that represent um, that are represented. You got Great Britain and the transatlantic Moorish Empire. Right? So the red flag represented the nation of Aboriginals and Moors, okay? And this is the, the same Islamic empire in the East that Abu Bakari had, right? Um, or we call it Brother Mansa Musa, right? Which is under, um, you know, and, and this this is where, you know, unfortunately, you know, people would like to, you know, act like this stuff doesn't matter today, but it does matter today. Believe me, it very much matters, right? It's the flag that the chief was flying at the Black Fort of Florida in 1816, okay? So there was a continuous Moorish connection from 1311 uh, with the arrival of Moors from the East that's documented in Africa and America up until the late 1800s, okay? So the documented date uh, for the presence of contemporary Eastern Moors goes back as far as 700 AD or what we call 711, okay? So this is where you get your circle seven Quran from. Okay. Now, um, the, the the star, right? When you see the star, the star was added by the colonizing French, or excuse me, by yeah, by the colonizing French authority to the Moorish or, or what do we call the Sharifan flag, right? So this is where the sheriffs come from, and the whole term of the sheriffs, right? The Sharifan, right? Um, and this is done in nineteen. November 17, November 17, 1915, okay? And this is shortly after France's colonial occupation began. So before this period, it was a completely red flag before they actually put the star on there, right, to represent the Sharifans or the sheriffs, right, the super troopers. So it represented the indigenous Muslim Moors of the Maghreb, of the West Africa, and the Americas, right, both of them. 
who are traveling back and forth from Africa to America. Okay. Um, and, and if you, if I did a video on this, right? So if you check out the video that I did where I talked about uh, Prince Among Slaves, right? This is one of the things that you can pull up there. See, see here's the thing, right? They don't really want me, me, me diving into this shit for y'all. They really don't, right? Um, you know, and you got to get the book more than Mason, right? And, I mean, and this will explain a lot of this to you, right? Um, but here's my thing, right? You're supposed to be in union. So how come a Mason can't be a more? Right. Good question. But so Muslim Moors had an ancient presence in America, right? And this is really important to understand because um, they had a place that's called Fort Negro, believe it or not. So, so go check out Fort Negro. Well, Fort Negro during the invasion of uh, Colonel Clinch was named Abraham. So right. So. This was meant under the what they call the, the Suwannee Warrior, right? and it was associated with the Suwannee River in Florida. So the Moorish uh, Arabic word Sufani uh, means powerful spirit. Okay? So understand that the, the Moors were always here. Okay? So even when the Civil War happened, the Moors were here. Okay? They've been here. Right? wasn't it wasn't it wasn't no oh we just became more overnight no, we was always here even before all right but the, the issue is that there's such a large amount of corruption that, ha- that has happened even through the reconstruction that you would never know about all the land the land issues and, and the u.s territorial acquisitions that happened okay all right, we're going to take a real quick break. Um, so I want to pull some more info for you, all right? And we'll keep going into this right on the bottom line. You want to holler at me, press 1. All right, we're talking a little bit tonight about the Civil War, slavery. All right, we'll be right back. Keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. I know I love you when you love me. I want to love you. 
Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. You wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Bottom line, chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Yeah, bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I be the joint, but you are no pippin'. I do the talking, you do the listen. Block is just clicking, pockets is different. And I just had no pots to piss in. How you hide, but your pockets over. Game over when I say it's over. Pull it over, pull it over. Bad bitch in the Range Rover. I might be all my sneakers. Just came from Costa Rica. You posted this fucker. Why did you cuff her? You wasn't supposed to keep her. On the check, spell my name right. Me and Jenna Jackson on the same flight. The plug gave me extra bricks, cause he know that I can't write. You can't bring around a wrist life. They start stealing when they Next to shit, 40 Glock, got an extra clip In the bed with an extra bitch It's just a view, it's just a view The sky ain't the limit to me Always looking over my shoulder Before I get into my veins Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, bottom line Chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine 
I ain't have shit, but I made it work. After we fuck, I made a twerk. Open the trap in January. Shit got rid of on May the first. Came to his block in a Hellcat. I am the shit that you smell at. See, I am the shit that you smell at. The street screaming, I rail back. Bring me some salmon after the sushi. This is the preview. Here come the movie. Open the law. Continue to bless me, but I don't be wearing no kufi. My body different, baby. Here end up missing, baby. We starting these cars. We starting these cars. No keys in the ignition, baby. They dragging my name through the mud. They saying that I'm money hungry. I'm money hungry, but I came for the love. Plus, I came with some thugs. I'm on the boat drinking my ties. How do I buy? I fly by. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. But I got a death fly. Get the bag Whoa. right. That's the bottom line. Stay rich. That's the bottom line. She want to fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids because I'm proud of mine. Bottom line. Bottom line. I'm the man. Bottom line. Chain watches. They all bright. But I still shine when I ain't got a mind. Get the bag right. That's the bottom line. Came to win. That's the bottom line. She want to fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids because I'm proud of mine. Bottom line. Bottom line. I'm the man. Yeah. Bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun. I'm the same person when I'm not with mine. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Alright, we're back, we're back. Alright, so um you know, I did the show what, two weeks ago on on Codes of Color, on Color Codes. Y'all might wanna go back and listen to that show, right? Um because I really broke down some shit and told y'all some shit. Now listen, the United States and I'm gonna just be straight up because niggas ain't gonna ever tell y'all the truth. For whatever stupid ass reason. When you see a nigga wearing blue they let you know he in the army. He's in the military. You see a nigga wearing red, they probably let you know that that they're part of the Confederate or or what you would consider the Republic. Right? But see, niggas don't understand the the real Republic, really. You know, <laughs> I, I you can to say that it, that it, it deals with with the army side. All right, but, but let me say this stuff, all right? Because um, this is the reason why we have union, right? So you know, there's a fighting, you know, amongst people, and for whatever reason, niggas like to fight with each other, and you know, don't want to tell the truth about what's really going on. You got niggas that's agents out here, agent, what they call agent Smith affiliates. Just keep it 100, man. Be real about who you are, about what your cause is, right? And what side you're fighting for. This ain't about money for me, right? Father God, the Most High, provides all of the money I need. Spiritual, listen, this is spiritual. This is this is a spiritual war, okay? So so I I, I gotta put that out there, man, because you know uh, a lot of y'all operating with the wrong frequency with this information. You gotta have the right frequency with this info, right? This info ain't meant to to, to hurt nobody's pockets. 
Nigga, this info is meant to enlighten people, to educate you. But it means nothing if you don't apply it. Now, um, we got something called the Negro sellouts, right? And believe it or not, <laughs> it normally ain't white folks who's selling you out. It's normally uh, your, your Negro counterparts who have sold you out. Who sold out your government? Okay, um, and they and they had been doing it right before the Civil War. Now, let's just talk about it, right? There was the whites of the government of the USA, okay, who got together on December the twenty first, eighteen sixteen, in Washington D.C. They got together and they discussed the black and the white problem, okay. And they discussed what was known as the formation of the American Colonization Society. Okay? So their agenda was to destroy the military alliances of the native black people who were Moors, right? the native aboriginal black populations, and the red men. Most of our ancestors had been kidnapped from Africa, right? were Moors and Muslims. Okay? Um, and then you had your Moors and your Muslims here. And you had your, what they call your red man, okay? Um, but most of our ancestors who had been kidnapped in Africa, right, um, were were in in union with us already, okay? Now, these numbers are around 50% according to um, uh, uh, Sylvain Dayouf, okay? Now, there were many Muslims uh, among the so-called runaway slaves. Or your refugees, okay? So the fusion of these two groups was created, um, and they created a connection between the peoples, okay, who were the descendants of the peoples who had been part of the Moorish Empire, okay, and the ancient aboriginals of America, okay? So the oral traditions and the laws, the customs, all of them were pretty much the same as they sprang from the historical base and source. So it was the agenda of the whites in government to attempt to deal with what they considered a chief problem. Black people who knew themselves and were when they were basically uniting with each other into powerful Aboriginal governments and military alliances on American soil. Right? They said, Oh, we got a problem here. We got we got stop we got stop these niggas because they're becoming a problem for us. Right? He was fucking with their money. Okay? So to understand this is to understand, you know, the, the true history of what happened here. Now, the American Colonization Society was constructed by seven white men to deal with uh, the moving of so-called free blacks to Africa. So they wanted your ass to go back to Africa. That was the whole back to Africa movement. Right? So, um, yeah, places like Florida, right, national communities and governments that wanted to remove aboriginals and moors and, and take them back to Africa. That's what they wanted to do. That was the whole idea, right? So this is where you got places like Fort Negro, right? Um, and uh, it's a place called uh, Peli Lahaka, right? But these were military districts. And I and I did a show a while back on military districts. And I laid out all of the military districts we are. I did that about a year ago, right? Where they were built by blacks in Florida, Texas, and Kansas 
right, which are a testament to our indigenous existence. Okay, remember Kansas is I'm from I'm from Kansas. Kansas is a free state. Okay. Now, in the spirit of creating division and wiping out uh, any claim to being a free people in America, the reparation movement and the concept that all blacks were the products of African commerce, okay, and hat relocation was very beneficial, which uh, was started through the American Colonization Society. So this was their main propaganda campaign. So at the same time, some of the greatest wars on American soil were fought with white and red men, Moors, and their slaves, right? Okay. So a lot of times, so you'll see where um, after the Civil War, a, a lot of uh, what they call freedmen, right, became Choctaw freedmen or Cherokee freedmen. Yeah, they became freedmen. Okay. So as opposed to uh, African or Central American settlements. Okay. So even uh, the original 13th Amendment in February of 1865 allowed for domestic settlements. Okay. Now, you got to go back and use the Constitution of 1789. Right? Um, and I, I, I saw that, um, you know, where, um, you know, I, 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 I saw the flyer. I, I'm not going to see that. Like, I didn't see the flyer. Right? Um, you know, that Jonah put out recently, right? And that's one of the, the, the things I instantly thought about myself was, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to control the government, the best way to control the government is to use their trust indentures, which would have been what? It would have been the original constitution. Right? Seventeen eighty nine. Okay. I mean, it's a trust indenture. But regardless, whether you use 1789 or, or, or something that was even more recent, there's still the supremacy clause, which still takes you back to your trees. But at the same time, some of the greatest wars on American soil um, have been fought by white and red men and Moors, believe it or not. Okay? This is basically what led to the Civil War. Okay? And it's what led to the assassination of Lincoln, who advocated um, the returning of domestic American lands to free persons of color, as opposed to uh, African or Central American settlements. Lincoln, Lincoln basically advocated, hey, get these people the land back. So I advise that you will look at the original 13th Amendment, which was done in February of 1865, that allowed for these domestic settlements. It was voted on successfully. It was recorded in the book, um, book known as The Great Conspiracy by John Logan, which is uh, page 448, 449. Okay. Now, free uh, black leaders during the time, they were suspicious of the American Colonization Society, right? And the, the whole back to Africa movement, rightfully so, right? You, you're going to send people back to Africa who've never even been to Africa? Listen, there are Moors in America who've always been in America. 
right. American Moors, indigenous Aboriginal American Moors, okay, princes right here in America, right? Let's just put that out there. So um, the whole Back to Africa movement was bullshit. Now, let's talk real quick about these Negro sellouts, right, because, you know, this is a problem. It's been a problem for five minutes, problem today. You got niggas that's selling you out. You don't even know. All right. Now, on January 15th, 1817, um, black leaders called a meeting to discuss the ACS and the idea of colonization. Almost 3,000 men of color packed the church, right? So the major prominent leaders, uh, 14 Allen, John uh, Gloucester, Jones, they were all in favor of immigrating to Africa. However, when, when, four, when 14 uh, called for those in favor to say, yeah, not a single word was heard. So when he called for those opposed, um, nobody rang out that, that thing would have, you know, actually would have took their ass back to Africa. Right? But they wanted to tear your ass out to Africa. Like, imagine they was doing that then, what they're doing today behind your closed doors. To see your real government in this country was black. Okay? Nobody's in favor of going to Africa. Ghana or any of these other places. I won't be going to no motherfucking Ghana or, or, or any other country. I'm, first of all, I'm Aboriginal. I'm indigenous to America. I'm a native Kenyan. I'm a Moor. Okay. I'm in union. I got I got descendants who were part of tribes. I got European descendants. I got Aboriginal descendants. Yeah, I'm in union, as most of y'all are too. Okay, so you had cats that were selling us out back then. Talking about go back to Africa. Okay, now uh, I know you heard of Francis Scott, Scott Key, right? His ass was also a district attorney. Okay, he also wrote the Star Spangled Banner. He was a slave owner. Uh, a guy named Robert Finley. He was a slave owner. He was a, a Presbyterian minister, slave owner. Okay, a guy named James Monroe, slave owner. Okay, he and, and he he was down in Florida. Okay, um, a guy named Henry Clay, slave owner. Okay. Daniel Webster, slave owner. Uh, Andrew Jackson, you know the, the, the white boy that you see on 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 that on that bill. He was a Southern general at the time. Okay, over and over a guy named Duncan Clinch, the colonel who went in and captured the flag. Okay, Fort Negro, eighteen sixteen. Okay, so at Fort Negro, eighteen sixteen. Flying the flag of the Moors, right, of West Africa and Americas, right? So this is the whole shit about we chopped down the cherry tree. You ain't chopped down no trees. So I got to put this shit out here because they don't want this shit now. You know, they motherfuckers doing, doing everything they can to me. I'm eternal, nigga. 
I'm going to tell my, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to put it out there, right? Now, Fort Negro, 1816, in the evening, a, depu- uh, a deputation of chiefs went to the fort and demanded its surrender, but they were abused and treated with the utmost contempt. The black chief heaped much of the abuse on the Americans and, and said he had been left in command of the fort by the British government and that he would sink any American vessel that should attempt to pass it and would blow up the fort if he could not defend it. The chief also informed uh, that Negroes had a red flag and that the English jack was flying over. So when you see Andrew Jackson, know that his dirty ass was the one. And I know y'all seen this picture that's been floating around, right? With the white boy that looked like Andrew Jackson. Okay? I want y'all to understand what the fuck that's really about. Okay? Now, um, let me... I'm going to give y'all some information here, okay, just to help y'all out, right, because as we deal with this information, it's important to understand what's really going on, right? I'm not a slave. I'll never be a slave. I'm not a fucking refugee, right? I'm, I'm a free national, okay? So it's important for us to, to really get this down. Now, um, <clears throat> during the American Civil War, right, you had these prison camps, okay? So prison camps were operated by both the Union and the Confederacy, and they were put there to handle about 400,000 soldiers, okay? Now, there was something called the Record and Pension Office, okay? And I'm going to try to take them out, okay? So when you hear people talking about that they get a pension, they're getting a pension because they asked was a prisoner of war. In 1861 and 1863, they were immediately paroled. And after the parole exchange system broke down in 1863, about 195,000 went to prison camps. Some of them tried to escape. Okay? By contrast, 464,000 Confederates were captured. Okay? And 215,000 of them got in prison. Over 30,000 Union and nearly 26,000 Confederate prisoners died in captivity. Just over 12% of the captives in northern prisons died. So a Union Army soldier, right, um, you know, could have been put in a prison camp too. Oh, yeah, I think they talk about Guantanamo Bay. So, understand that your government, right, the Union and the Confederate government, they both relied on the traditional European system of parole and exchange of prisoners. So, this is the reason why I use treaties. First of all, I'm supposed to be set at liberty. That's why, that's why I'm free. I'm set at liberty. I have freedom. You're not going to make me a slave under your, under your Union system or your Confederate system. Sorry, not today, not tomorrow, not any other day. Okay? Now, a prisoner who was paroled promised not to fight again until his name was exchanged for a similar man on the other side. You see how they're using 
the shit. Hold on. Matter of fact, where, where, where's my shit at? Let me pull this shit out for y'all, man. Right? So, so, so we can really get down to this shit tonight. Hold on. Hold the motherfucking phone. Here we go. Right? Okay, here we go. Because, see, I want y'all to really, I want y'all to really get this. I don't care if there's five people on the line. Y'all gotta get it. Right? Now, now I'll say it again. A prisoner who was on parole promised not to fight again until his name was exchanged for a similar man on the other side. Then both of them could rejoin their units. While awaiting exchange, prisoners were briefly confined to permanent camps. The exchange system broke down in mid-1863 when the Confederacy refused to treat captured black prisoners as equal to white prisoners. The prison population on both sides then soared. There were 32 major Confederate prisons, 16 of them in the Deep South, right, states of Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina. Training camps were often uh, uh, turned into prison camps, right, and new prisons also had to be made. The North had a much larger population than the South, and then you had General Ulysses S. Grant, um, who was well aware that keeping his soldiers in northern prisons hurt the South and their economy. Okay? Now, let me, let me help y'all understand why that's important. Okay? Moors as free men under the Constitution of the United States of America, under Article 2 of the treaty, a captive who falls into the possession of the United States was entitled to his freedom under Article 2 of the treaty. And it read as follows. If either of the parties shall be at war with any nation, whatever and take pride belonging to that nation, this should be found on board the subject or effects belonging to either of the parties. The subject shall be set at liberty and the effects returned to the owners. And if any goods belonging to any nation with whom, with whom either of the parties shall be at war, they shall be loaded on vessels belonging to, to the other party. They shall also pass free and unmolested without any attempt of being made or taken or, or any take to detain them. You understand? By virtue of Article 16 of the treaty, any more who was captured by an American in any war was entitled to his freedom under Article 16. So in the case of war between them, now, now check it, right? Because there are Americans who are Moors. So the same applies. Now, in any case, Right. In case of war between the parties, the prisoners are not to be made slaves, but to be exchanged one for another, captain for captain, officer for officer, and one private man for another. And if there shall prove a deficiency on either side, it shall be made up by the payment of 100 Mexican dollars for each person wanting. What you know about Mexico City? Okay. See, see, here's another thing that they don't tell you, right? They, they don't like you to know this. Uh, when you go certain places in your own city, right? Certain places in your own city are trading posts. You don't believe me? Okay. You can look at, um, for instance, um, in Kansas, there, there's a place called um, Ottawa, Kansas. The very name Ottawa deals with the Ottawa tribe, which which goes back to meaning uh, the tribe the tribe of trades. They traded in Ottawa, okay? Now, 
uh, it should be made up of a payment of 100 Mexican dollars for each person wanted. And it is agreed that all prisoners shall be exchanged in 12 months from the time of their being taken. And that is the exchange which may be affected by a merchant or any other person authorized by either of the parties. Under Article 6 of the treaty, it was explicitly indicated that a citizen of the United States who ended up in the realm of his majesty of the emperor of Morocco was entitled to his freedom. The doctrine of comity of nations is an acceptable interpretative tool in the construction of international treaties. And if any more shall bring a citizen of the United States or their effects to his majesty, the citizen shall immediately be set at liberty and the effects restored. And in, in the like manner, if any more not a subject of these dominions shall make prize of any of the citizens of America or their effects, they shall bring them into any port of his majesty. They shall also immediately be released, and they will then be considered under his majesty's protection. It's the principle of law, right? So, so I want y'all to understand that they were violating the treaties. They were violating the treaties back during the Civil War time in the prison camps. Okay? Doing what they call prisoner exchanges. So, at the outbreak of the war of the federal government um, versus the Union, they avoided any action, including prisoner exchanges. That might have been viewed as official recognition of the Confederate government. They didn't want to recognize exchanging prisoners out. They wanted to hold them. The Union and Confederate forces exchanged prisoners sporadically, often as an act of humanity between the opposing commanders. Support for prisoner exchanges grew throughout the initial months of the war as the North saw increasing numbers of the soldiers captured. Petitions from prisoners in the South and editorials in Northern newspapers brought pressure on the Lincoln administration. And on December 11, 1861, the United States Congress passed a joint resolution calling on President Lincoln to inaugurate the systematic measure for the exchange of prisoners in the President's rebellion. Okay? Um, I want you to understand that when you use in titles right, of nobility, like L, Bay, J, Ali, all, Hey, what's up, protected by God? Um, when, when you when you using these titles of nobility, right? I want y'all to understand something. Right, there's significance in titles, right? Um, and, and and there's significance in numbers too, right? So, for instance, L uh, would essentially, you know, and, and it's not set in stone, but but this is just to give you an idea, right? Because had Indian, Indo, India, Indos, Indus, um, right? All, all of it deals with sovereignty. But L was Cherokee, Bay was Choctaw, Day was Seminole, Al was Creek, Ali was Chickasaw. So the title L means God or power, executive, lawmaker, creator. Bay meant ruler or landlord, enforcer, officer. Day means knowledgeable. Al means uh, the same as El, which is feminine, right? Ali means exalted or the most high. So you call me Joey Bounce Bay Ali El. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I deal with all of them types. Hell, I'll even deal with, and I'm a straight man, and I'll deal with the 
with the feminine side of it too, because there's balance in it, and, and every for every uh, every man and every woman, there's a masculine side of you, there's a feminine side of you, right? That's called duality. That's balance, right? Nigga, you came through your mama's womb, so you can't deny a woman. You, you had to come through the portal to get your ass here, right? So understanding that that the word bay, right? Deals with the governors. Okay, so what we're talking about here is understanding that the Civil War dealt with, um, it, it very much so dealt with your people, right? As refugees, as uh, governors, right? And this is part of the reason why they don't really don't want the information out there, because when you start taking back these titles of nobility in your state, you really are um, essentially taking back the Confederate government in your state. This is why they say we're supposed to be in union. I'm going to take some calls. Open up the call line, see what's happening out there tonight. Um, two people dropped off. So if you want to holler at me, press one. We'll take a quick break. Hopefully, man, y'all got some out of this. You know, it's a lot of information. I really, I, I really didn't even go into all the stuff I have. I got a lot of information here, but I just wanted to run some of this stuff down to y'all, man. I mean, I think that's really important to understand what the hell's going on around you. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, free national, more Aboriginal. Nobody can tell you what you are. You can't make it. And let me tell you something. You can't. Nobody can make a a discretionary decision on who you are. Motherfucker, my stick in writing. If you want to know who I am, come holler at me in person, and I'm going to show you my paper. Matter of fact, I don't even have to do that because it's recorded. I'm in trust. Okay. All right, we'll be right back, man. We're going to take a quick break. We'll open up the lines, and we'll answer some questions. I ain't a whole lot of people on tonight. I see that... um. There's a lot of people that ain't listening to these shows no more. But that's cool, too. People who listen and listen, and y'all get what y'all get out of the information. It don't bother me. All right? It is what it is. Um, hopefully, this reaches some people, and y'all are able to use it for your benefit, and y'all are able to see through the veil. All right? Don't be fooled. We'll be right back.
the way that I want to live. Just for a feel No one can tell me what to do Cause what I'm doing, I'm doing for you From 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. All right, all right, all right. Peace to God. We're back. Um, call lines are open if you want to holler at me before I get out of here. You go to makemorecommerce.com if you need to set up a consultation with me or anything of that nature. Um, but listen, l- let me just reiterate to y'all because it's such an important topic, and I and I 
I see how people play games with this information, right? And, and quite frankly, you got people playing games with this information that don't really even study this information. So they're doing shit, and they think that they know what they're doing. Okay? Um, check it, right? People who are uh, in the United States government, right, and the people on the other side, y'all got to realize, man, we've been in, in union since the damn treaties was done, so while y'all trying to play sides and play games, nigga, we've been in union. There's always been uh, 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 the faction of a union ever since the treaties was done. And if you want to go back to 1789 and you want to use the Constitution, realize that we have a supremacy clause for a reason because it deals with your supreme laws of the land. Okay. Now, if we want to go back uh, further than that, right, just to give y'all an idea, okay, um, you, you have what's known as, as the Imperial Divan, which was the, the Moorish Palace, right? And it dealt with your agriculture department, your health and human services, your labor department, it dealt with your commerce department, homeland security, your state department, transportation department, your housing and urban development department, your defense department, your energy department, your interior department, your treasury department, your veteran affairs, your justice department, and your education department. Okay? So, uh, you know, understand that the historical and the political origin of the Moroccan imperial divan dynasty Okay, which was adopted by the ancient Arabic order of the nobles of the mystic shrine, where your shriners try to take their their hats from, right? Their, their fezes. Okay, been around. Okay, it's been around. But understand that you can go back and you can use trees. Um. You know, that have been around forever. There's treaties with England that have been around forever with the Moors. Okay? There's a ton of treaties. All right? So, you know, when, when people start trying to lock you in a box, you can't lock me in that motherfucking box, number one. Okay? You're not going to shut down my free speech, my right to liberty, my right to enjoyment, my right to freedom, my right to commerce. Right? People were trying to shut your shit down. And, and and they did it to the prisoners of war during the Civil War then, and they're trying to do it now. We're in a civil war right now. Okay? So so understand this, right? You have, um, you know, and, and this is why I brought up the whole term of, of using Bay, right? Ali. Hell. Just because I use El or Ali doesn't mean I'm not using Bay. Bay means that I'm a governor too, right? So, um, you know, you have European occupiers, right, of of Moorish land, right, who use governor as a substitute for the Moorish governmental title, Bay. So any European colonial occupier of Moorish land who was elected as a governor are in fact a substitute bay. They're substitute bay. And therefore governors 
uh, right, in your states, right, and, I mean, they're going to hate me for saying this, but I'm just going to say it, right? Those ain't your governors. The real governors are the real banks. Uh, hey, I'm a bank. I just also recognize the other aspects of my divinities, okay? So understanding that the affairs of the Moorish province, right, deal with the bays as well. So the conquered, the defeated, the subjugated, and the denationalized Moors, classified as black, Negro, colored, African-American, right, all of that under the United States Census Bureaus have indoctrinated you through social engineering, uh, linguistics, geographical distortions, all of that shit, right? So so understand that um, what you call yourself is really important. Okay, so the more sovereign, the uh, the government of ti- the governmental titles of Bay, Day, El, Al, Ali, Imperial Potentate, uh, Sovereign Grand Commander, Royal Monarch, Illustrious Freeholder, Free White Person, as well as the birthright that's inherited through Moorish ter- uh, territorial sovereignty. Okay, this deals with the bays. This, and then, I mean, you know, like I said, it's a Moorish provincial uh, official officer title. Okay. Understand what the fuck's really going on here. All right. All right. So we're going to go to the call lines. Uh, I'll go to 910-753. What up? 910-753. You're on the line. Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. Now they're playing. They're playing with the. They're playing with the connections. Hold on a second. Yeah. All right, there we go. Nine one zero seven five three. You on the line? Yeah, there you go, guard. Yeah, I was like, yo, what the hell going on? What's up with you, son? Yeah, they they they, they playing with my line. That's all. What's happening? Yeah. Man, yeah, you going in with this information, man? About the um, civil war. It's like um, because really that's the whole point. Like um, yeah, so I gotta drop it, man. Because you know these niggas get out here. Listen, I I be riding around with with, with the treaty on my tags. I don't have no problem, man. Man, they get behind me all the time. Listen, I was in uh, Walmart a while ago, and I had your show playing right, and um, I had um, you know, I had it on speakerphone. So man, motherfuckers just looking at me like. They was wondering where the um, sound was coming from. I seen a uh, white boy like a you know, in North Carolina. So I see a bunch of rednecks, right? And uh, <laughs> they, they got the hell away from me, Joy. They was like, man, where's that coming from? But like, uh, it's so powerful, man. The uh, energy, man. The frequency is out there. The frequency is high, man. That's why I said racial yeah. vibration, man. You know, right, right? Yeah. this information is way too powerful to, 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 to just have it sitting inside of a book. Or inside your head, Every, you know, you gotta spread it. Exactly, man. And um, they don't want me that's talking about it. I I know that, but believe it or not, I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna sound real, real crazy. But uh-huh. I know for a fact that there are, there are some Caucasians who support yeah. this information. Yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, cause they trying to um, 
They sick of their own people, you know what I mean? They want to be free, too. They're like, well, shit, we can do some of the shit that the Moors got. Help us free all people. They understand. Yeah, they know who we are. Like, uh, I put in a chat while ago about that Django. About um, Candyland when Samuel L. Jackson was, um, yeah. he was working for um, Leonardo DiCaprio. But at the same time, everybody yeah. got to realize, like, why why would a slave be signing paperwork then? You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So that don't make you gotta that's the subliminal messages in the movie you gotta really like peep and shit and like um do your due diligence man with the information that you provide to Joy man because that shit be the bottom line you know what I'm saying like it's the bottom line I appreciate it man listen man you know it's funny because you know uh, uh, I had I had a talk the other day with a brother who was self proclaimed Mason and and we were talking we had a real good conversation and I told him I said you know. I'm a more. I'm a he said, he, he yeah. said, I got some mores in my he, he said, I got some mores in my family. I said, no, brother, not M-O-O-R-E. M-O-O-R. Yeah. You know, yeah, and he, right. said, he said, oh, you, he said, oh, you a diplomat. I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you he thought? <laughs> he, yeah, understood, right. he understood. He understood because, yeah. it, because guess what? The, the, the Moors and the Masons, there's a, there's the union there. So when niggas be like, well, I don't like Masons. Well, it's just because you ain't met the right one. Exactly. Because um, I just matter of fact, one of my um homeboys and stuff, he's a um deputy, right? And um, he's a brother too at the same time in the lodge, right? So like um, I just seen him in the store. We grew up together, like, and like, but like at the same time, like as far as like me actually interacting with him with the information, like I ain't really let him know. I be behind the scenes, but I dabbed him up, right? And um, I hit them with the, um, the degrees, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, Islam, nigga, like, go down, go back and then tell the, um, the rest of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we here, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know what I'm Yo, saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Listen, yeah, like, I, I, I got, I, and, and, and that's why I, the whole thing, you know, about us being, and I'll stress it, right? Because we are supposed to be in union. Right, we're yeah. supposed to be able to operate. We're supposed to be able to operate amongst each other with, with our with our knowledge for a for a better, as they call, as they say, a more perfect union. Yeah, it's like um, I tell people all the time, like like this, Joey. Like I say, okay, you call yourself a god. What kind of god are you? You know, when they say um, food, shelter, and clothing. Okay, you could be eating out of trash can. That's food. You can be living in a cardboard box. That's shelter. And clothing can be some rags that's been on you forever. You know what I'm saying? So that's food, clothing, yep. shelter. So you want to be up right, in the mansion. Right. And you want to be, you know what I'm saying, the food you want to be, like the buffet or any type of meal that you could think of, like linguine and the best of the best type of um, foods. And, um, you know, clothing, you know, you want designers. You know, you want your own, design, you want your own tailor-made shit. You know what I mean? Um, you got to go through the um, in the Bible. Well, hey, yeah. as it says in the Bible, my father's house got many man. Damn right. So, like, that's the main thing that they ain't really teaching on the people, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, we don't really think like this, you know what I'm saying? It's critical thinking at the same time. It's really right before your eyes, though, you know what I'm saying? Common sense is really like yeah, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. See, see, the whole thing, man, is, is I, I, I come to have a really good understanding of this information from both sides, oh, yeah. right? Understand, Me too, man. Understanding, 
Yeah, man. I mean, and and only a, a well-studied person who spent enough time looking at this information can understand, well, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Constitution, matter of fact, here's the proof that we're in union, right? And I'll show it to you, right? When, yeah. when you look at the Constitution, whether in your state, right, or federally, yeah. right, it, it refers back to the Supremacy Clause, okay? Yeah. The Supremacy Clause honors what? The, high, the highest laws of the land, which yeah. which which deal with the with, they deal with the treaties, mm-hmm. right? And the, and the treaties normally are in conjunction with uh with you know like for instance the Treaty of Peace and Friendship. It's in conjunction with the United States, right? Mm-hmm. And the Empire of Morocco. Okay, this is yeah. union right there. Oh, yeah. That's supreme. So that's what it is. Supreme. Yeah, supreme. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't want to hear about people talking about some, you know, we we not in union with each other. You know, we shouldn't be fighting. You know, if motherfuckers can get money with the republic, he should be able to get money with the democracy. And if you get money exactly. with the democracy, a, n- a nigga on the republic side should be able to get money too. Ain't nobody, you know, because that's the other thing. I watch niggas switch sides for money. Yeah. Well, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute. What happened to us being in the union? Yeah. We're just kidding. I ain't lying, cause like you gotta think like this too. Like, you know, the Zodiac signs. We say they take twelve, thirteen, whatever. Uh, you gotta think like, well, hell, we all at the same table. You know what I mean? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. The table turns, man. When the table turns, yeah, right. Person sitting at the table. <laughs> You see there's a table, yeah. you get a turn, nigga, to, 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 to get yeah, some of them potatoes and, and coleslaw and all that. Real so, man, we, we all get to move. And that's the real, and that's the real circle seven, you know what I mean? <laughs> seven twenty degrees. That is the real, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that, that's, the, that's the ability to be able to sit at the table and really eat at the table. Everybody gets to eat at yeah. the table. You're sitting at the table. Word up, man. Oh, and by and by the way, I want to encourage y'all to check out what's known as Perfect Night. Okay, my fault. We just went into overtime. I want to encourage y'all to check out what are known as integers and perfect numbers, right? Um, Uh for instance, number number six. All right. Yeah. So, all right. So, 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 for instance, I found out my birthday is what's known as a perfect number. All right. So you might want to check okay. that out, right? Because there yeah. are are integers, and odd numbers are not considered to be perfect numbers. All right. So I operate on the standard of perfect numbers too, and so and so yeah. this the government they give the perfect numbers too. Um. So mm-hmm. you know it, it, it. It's hard to you know cause when we use circle seven, they say well. Yeah. Well, seven is an odd number, right? So they they, they say that you odd if you if you use yeah. in the circle seven versus the six, and, and then when they deal with six, they say well, 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 six is the divine number because because they say God created uh, the head of the earth for six days, or, or He rested yeah. on the sixth day, right? So mm-hmm. I want you I encourage y'all to check out perfect numbers. Okay. Okay. Check it out. And, and integers, man, and and apply it to the codes, to the hidden codes. You know, uh-huh. seven 
you know, you know, to be honest with you, seven is, you know, so, okay. So, so they always say that they don't know if an odd number or, or if there are, so what they say is they don't know if there are any perfect numbers that are odd numbers. But I, but yeah. I say that there are because mm-hmm. being odd makes you special. So odd number is special. It means you're not running with mm-hmm. the crowd. This is my opinion, man. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, dang it right. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, what do you say? The Lord of the Perfect Black. Yeah, come on now. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it now, like, on. on the perfect number. Like the perfect number. Yeah. Word yeah, up, man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you see it, right? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up. I'll, for people who. Who, who may not say yeah. let me let me pull it up. Yeah. I just I just typed in perfect numbers and integers. Uh-huh. It come right up, don't it? So perfect mm-hmm. number is a positive integer that's equal to the sum of its proper division. Smallest perfect number is six, which is the sum of one, two, and three. The other perfect numbers are twenty-eight, four ninety-six, and eighty-one twenty-eight. See, see, I'd be noticing people be trying to fix me all the time. I'm already a six. My birthday ain't Jones. You can't six me. I'm already a six. Oh, you you, you a Gemini nigga? No, I'm a, listen. My birthday is six twenty-eight. Oh, and, and what does it say? Per- perfect numbers are six and twenty-eight. I'm already yeah, a six. perfect number, nigga. Word up. You already a six. Yeah, I'm already mm-hmm. a six. Niggas be trying to yeah, six yeah. me. I'm already that. I'm a cancer. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I, and I bring up perfect numbers so y'all can understand how this thing is, how this thing goes down, right? You can yeah. use the Bible, you can use the the Quran as circle seven. The Bible technically would be, I call it circle six. Yeah. Right. It's all about love, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's love yeah. vibration. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. man. So this information I'll drop tonight, man, when we talk about the Civil War and all of that, everything is real specific yeah. on dates. Yeah. You know. I remember you um, broke down, because you remember you broke down that other, um, about like a year ago, you broke down about the, um, <clears throat> going in with the 1866 Act, and all that. Yes. Now you see, hey, come on, man. Come on, mm-hmm. or the organic act of eighteen sixty six. Yeah. Yep. And that's crazy. And you remember, you know, I don't know if nobody knows, but you remember that's the same case that Byron. That's the same um, information that Byron Allen used. Come on. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, no, was it the, was it the organic act? He, no, he used the eighteen sixty six. Um, the civil rights act. Eighteen sixty six. Civil rights act. Yeah, thank you. Civil yeah. rights activation. It's not organic. Yep, civil yeah. rights act. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fair enough. That's all I'm saying, man. Perfect numbers, man. Perfect mm-hmm. integers. Mm-hmm. It's they, all they, about math. They, they do stuff in this. That's right. They do stuff in this country based on mathematical scale, based on numbers. Yeah. You know? and, and we see it right here. We, we can't even count. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but 
why you think they but why you think they wanted to keep you ignorant, you know? And oh, yeah, and, and a form of servitude and bondage to keep you from being able to count, to keep you from being able to read and have full knowledge of self and understanding. Oh yeah, man. Carter G. Woodson uh, um you know the book he wrote, um, The Miseducation of the Negro. Come on. Yeah. But really, really. That's why when niggas be trying to fix me, I'm like, you I'm like, you, you can't fix me because I'm already educated on the series. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't need you to make I don't need to be more perfect. I'm already uh, we are you already as a as a uh like what's his name says in the audio I play, you know, you, you can't be more perfect, you're already perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you the only one eating um you want all them steaks in the grocery store, you wanna eat um peanuts or, <laughs> or you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, eat beans and rice, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You wanna eat beans and rice. Yeah. Y'all, that's a fact, man. That's a big fact. That's a big fact. Yeah, man. I was glad to hear from you, man. I'm glad the Lord sends the money flowing to us, man, quickly and easily, man. You got a perfect health of Likewise. You know, perfect freedom and perfect unconditional love through a heart, G. Peace to the God, man. Thank you, God. I appreciate that, man. Likewise to you, bro. Perfect health and abundance to you, God. We'll talk soon. Peace, One. All right. Peace, bro. Peace. Let's go to uh let's go to two one four four two nine. What's happening? Peace to the God. What's up, Joy? What's happening, brother? Peace to the God. Yeah, I might have to go back and rewind this one. It's a you dropping that five, this, man. This, this one for the book. This, this 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 one for the book. I gotta go back and listen to it myself. Yeah, I didn't catch one of them books you said. But I, like I said, I'll get back and listen to it. But yeah, it was uh, uh, one I got. So, 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 so reunion with our compromise. compromise. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Um, the other one is the Civil War and the Reconstruction. Um, I got a bunch of books, man. But the, and another one is called A Short History of Reconstruction. It was written by a guy okay. named uh, Eric Eric Foner. Yeah. Yeah, and you gonna cuss my ass out? I was, I was, I was sitting there correcting you. You were saying something about uh, a book by, by Francis, uh, Francis uh, Judy J. King, but the name of it was something. <laughs> I said, oh, oh no, he got oh, the Judy King. Yeah, that was, from, yeah, that was from last week. Um, that, that Judy K. King or two weeks ago. That, that Judy K. King book, that, that that book that she wrote. Um, was called the ISIS thesis. ISIS thesis. Yeah, yeah. I said, no, yeah. girl, you mean fruit? Uh, you mean Francis Crazy Wilson? But then I typed no, that shit in and I said, no, you right. I'm sitting up there correcting you like a mother. I was like, nah, my nigga know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I got them too, right? Yeah, she wrote the ISIS papers, which which really I, I should do a show on those too, because that's a deep one as well. But Judy uh, K. King that. was a European. Yeah. Okay. Yes, uh, she European and got that fire going. The truth is truth oh, is yeah. truth. Truth is truth, dog. And she wrote another book that was that was real deep called Balls of Fire. That was real deep. So <laughs> you know, I, I I just deal with truth, man. I don't care if you're white or black. I don't care what color you are. If you can if you can drop information, you know, and I can dissect because Judy K. King's book is so deep, man. It, it takes yeah. it, look look, dog. I done read that book twice already, and I still don't yeah. really understand everything. 
You know, but I understood oh, enough okay. to dissect some of it for y'all. Appreciate based it, on bro. my own experience. Yeah, based on my own experience. Yeah. I'm like, man. You know, matter of fact, OJ was deep. Is that that show was uh-huh. on DNA, right? And, and just this past uh-huh. week, uh, there was an article that came out about how uh, scientists have have finally decoded the the the, the twelfth strand of DNA. They go to twelve and one, one and two again. That you talk about that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know what, yep. my yep. guy, my first thing is twelve, twelve. Oh, see, see, and then my name is my name is Lewis Lawson, and that's the twelfth letter. Lewis Lawson, that's the twelfth letter of the alphabet. I'm like, boy, them codes or something. You bring that down. I'm like, I appreciate that, bro. See what I'm talking about with some perfect numbers? Yeah, dog. Deep shit, Perfect numbers, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, the Negro, I, I Negro he was a seminal, he was a seminal general. Negro Abraham, how you talking about that Fort Negro? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, had, Negro. I had chicken mm-hmm. yeah. And the guy named is Negro Abraham. He represented us real, real tall and, and, and strong. And uh, Deion you know uh, Sanders, Deion Sanders played for Florida State Seminole. His granddaddy was a Sharif. See, so, the, the you see what I'm see? saying? Yeah. You see, it, yeah. it's a, uh, Joey, yeah. I want you to view that documentary. Go to pbs.org, and they got a, a okay. documentary from 1993 talking to What's the people called? of Tulsa uh, going back to T-Town. Going, going back to May T-Town? 31st, yeah, May 31st, 1921 is when that Tulsa ride jumped off. So we on the crest of the 100 year anniversary of the of the bombing bombing about. Okay, I'll be I'll be taking a look at and, that. Yeah, that's on PBS.org. Going back to T Town, May thirty first. Because you know the rest of nineteen nineteen too. Them motherfuckers are always been trying See? to fight us, man. But they can't fuck with us. The red, yeah, yeah. I remember Jonah talked about that, right? They they call it the red of summer. I remember I remember so when he brought that in for a while. Yeah, yep. Joe did that, man. You seen all the places they attacked? Then they talking about it ain't been no yep. no no wall of American saw. You shitting me? Man, look, dog, they they attacked they attacked so many of our uh, of our places, dog. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Our forts and and everything. Yeah. And that's why I started off talking about the wars, right, and all of that, and the union and all that. Because it's important to understand that a lot of us. Was on the side of the Confederates too. I know it, but you tried to tell me, Joy. You tried to tell me Nixon Hoss was thinking he couldn't call no truth. I said, Oh. Yeah, see, Nipsey couldn't call the troops. You, you, you had to be a true American to call the troops. <laughs> he wasn't he, he was a true American. Ooh, Lord, facts. Yeah, that's why, they took, that's, why, that's why they took Nipsey out. That's one of the reasons why they took him out, because he was trying to call a truce in a war that he had nothing to do with. His people were Ethiopian. God damn. And I had heard so that, man, but it seems like that information up on the road, so when you illuminated and reiterated, I say, man, that's, that is what happened, man. Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Listen, yeah. Uh, he was he, he was Ethiopian, right? He had no he had no right to 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 call the truce. So it's got it's got to yeah. be it's got to be a general like myself, 
or, or, or another general, right? Because well, like me, general. yeah, a guy but, good general like me, that's like 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 Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We got to be the one who said, calls You just said the military districts were Florida, Texas, and Kansas. See that? I'm born in Kansas, so I, see, I understand all this stuff, but and, and it's a little deeper than what a lot of people think. But yeah, because George, you pulled my coattail and you broke down their Jayhawks too. I say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Kansas, yeah. they call them the Free Staters and the Jayhawks. That, that's where you get the, the, the Kansas Jayhawks from. Right, and they didn't like people from Kansas because we was free staters. Yeah, because we, we, mm-hmm. we could flow back and forth. We could flow back and forth between the states and, and still maintain our sovereignty, no matter what. Yeah, you can't stop my commerce. Facts. You can't stop my commerce. Mm-hmm. Oh, they hate yeah. That. They hated that shit. And, and 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 here's the thing: it's still in play today. It's still happening to this very day. Yeah, George, on that song you got, what the, it's a right now cabal, at the beginning that that guy is talking about your vibration and how you think. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I forgot that about that song. Time, I got to find You know what, man, I got to find I gotta find that audio, dude, because I, I ain't heard that song in so long. I think it's it's in my file somewhere. I need to upload it to man. my Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I play that song. Yeah, it's, that's, it's a, that's a deep song we do. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you, brother. These are dedicated. Absolutely, man. Yeah, with permission. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You already know. I mean, listen, man. The power is in the music, too, man. That's one of the reasons why we was making music like that, putting the shit in the music. Because a lot of times, you remember more in, in song. Yeah, I'm going to put this into the air. Uh, I'm going to cop that from you that uh, the one you did on Unincorporated. the class, it's going to raise questions mm-hmm. for you, so you'll, so you'll have more questions after you watch it. Okay, okay. Alright, that's what we'll do. That's a bit. Yes, sir. Okay. I'll, be, I'll be happy to hear from you. Okay, fam. Okay, bro. You be good, man. I'll talk to you soon. You going to check that documentary out? You know, May 31st yes, is, I is at midnight. Yes, May yeah. 31st at midnight. Yes, I am. That's right in line. Yes, I am. That's right in line, man. Like that dude, said, you know, he said you might go to sleep and shit you something to wake up with a gushing. You know, that land was on all. <laughs> shit. You go to sleep, you wake up with a gushing in the morning, all on the land. So that's what all they wanted to do. All. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Oil. Yeah, well, well, that's what it was about. It was about oil. That's right. Well, mm-hmm. and, and he, he got to remember this, man. Uh, that's one of the reasons why they export oil here, because they because they realize that it's it's really not their land to to, uh, to pump all the oil out of it. And if they do that, they're gonna have a real big problem. You know, I got I got land down in Louisiana uh, that's under the family. They, they've been pumping oil on for years. Yeah, uh, and I. 
tried to get my auntie to, to, to give it up to me, put it in the trust, but she don't want to do it. You know, she she don't believe in what, in what I teach. And I said, all right, that's fine. That's on you. You know, but that's why we got to, you know, we got to raise our consciousness as people, man. Me too, brother. And you, uh, you, you're out here doing that. I'm out here doing that. What I, uh, what I came across was N- Nigger Canyon, Nigger Canyon, Grand Staff Canyon, and Moab, Moab, Utah. <laughs> is, that what they, is that what they call it? Yeah, because I looked at Wikipedia, but you know I like Wikipedia because they give you the references where they got this from. So they just changed it after the brother last day. Now it's called Grand Staff Canyon, but the guy's name was William Grand Staff or more. Wow. Wow. Nigga Canyon, Negro Canyon. Yeah. Negro Canyon. When Ross cry out, when Ross cry out, that is the truth. Yep. But don't nobody want to see Ross cry. You feel what I'm saying? That's why I like chopping up with you. At least we on the same page. You know you're general. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, man. Hey, listen, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I think a lot of people don't get this. Come on, bro. Come on. Governor, general, all of them titles. You know what I'm saying? We we, going to hold that down through our titles of nobility. Yeah, Yeah, posture, all of that. We we hold that down through our titles of nobility. (laughs) Sovereign, emperor, you know. Imperial divine. Well, you know, uh, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Let me get your opinion. What you talking about? When Fuji say, "Get out of your city," it'll be your city where you get killed. You know, E40 said that too. Man, look here. Get out of your hometown. Because we're like that's why I move no around. Free shit. Yeah. That's why I move around. <laughs> with no regret, let's say free regret. <laughs> and yeah. listen, ingress, listen, ingress and regret. That's why I'm, that's why I move around because I, I am saying that, that it's a lot of jealous, hating ass niggas and females, and some of them being your own family. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. That energy, you can that shit, that shit be so thick in the ether. I'm like, hell no, you ain't gonna put that shit on me. So you know what you did for me? You mentioned that shit about them funk sway bracelets. I wind up copying me some. Oh, you, oh, you gotta have them, man. Gotta, got, you gotta have them. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what's wild is that all of that Asian hate shit didn't pop up until I started. I, I swear to God, it didn't pop up until a week after I, I started rocking one. I was like, what the hell is all of this? I'm yeah, like, Asian I'm like, I'm like, I ain't heard, I ain't heard about nothing about no Asian hate until I, until I started rocking. A, a damn, a damn funk spray bass. Thanks. I mean, God, damn. these motherfuckers, man, they, 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 they play with this shit so heavy. Dog, you yeah. know my cousin, yeah. right, before he passed yeah. away. So my cousin, right, he he died about a month and a half ago, and, and he was he was real in tune. Uh, one of the things he said mm-hmm. to me was that right before he died, he said, "Make sure you watch the news." He said, "Cause most of your answers are gonna be in the news." He, he said, "He said because right. they're talking about they're talking about y'all in the news through hidden stories." Okay, okay, so okay. watch the news. Even if you think it's fake, just dissect it and understand some of it are, are decoded messages. Or I should say encoded messages for you to decode. 
Okay, family. Enjoy That's that, brother. Talk to you soon, bro. Okay. To be continued. All right. To be continued. Peace to the God. Peace to the God, Joey. Let's, please, please. Let's go to, uh, let's go to 725. I'm going to tell you, did you want the fries? 725, 212, you're going to lie. Nah, I made the Chipotle. Do you want chili cheese fries? Because it's all started with some chili cheese fries. They got chili cheese fries this winter. No. They cooked chili cheese fries. Yeah, I used chili cheese fries. You don't have to call that shit. Who the hell is eating chili cheese fries? Chili cheese fries don't take long. I need to call it in the wings.
you know what I want to what I want to say. To you know, I've been I've been I've been I've been, I've been you know with y'all for four or five years. You know, people gotta look at energy and get out of that physical body. They got to look at the energy and the information and look at the energy instead of, you know, the physical, you know, you know, and it would be more simple to comprehend the information, you know, because I use my baby too. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true, man. You, you, you got to be able to comprehend what's really going on, and and, and it's all this stuff. Really, and that's why that's why I said in the beginning, Marte, this is this is the spiritual world we're in. Yeah, you know, that's why you, you know they they have to look at this energy, and they won't they won't they won't get they won't get uh you know they won't get they won't get upset and. Thing, you know, and then you can always go back and then look at the laws, and then your energy will will put you, you know, the ancestors are guiding you, you know, to where you got to go. But when you just trying to do, you know, it, it's simple, but it's complex. You know, but I use my babies to to guide, help me. You know, I ask them questions, and they they can they can tune right into me real quick. Right now, I have to I have to talk to them. You know, so but it's in it. Well, you know, it's really stand up on it. It is because you know, as the babies are listening and they're picking up on it. You know, and they really resonate. Yeah, they, they resonate you know. with it, too. That's, you know. See, I'm over 60, so I... I, 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 I my stuff is clouded. This stuff is pure. You know, so they... You know, it hits them right. They can break it right now, you know. And I'll be like, uh... You know, he ain't say that. And they be like, yeah, he said that. Papa, I say, well, okay. Well, he said that. You know, and then it comes out you said it that way. You know. That's right. That's right. And, uh, Look all these white people. You know, you know we, we, we got so much we got so much in us already, you know, and their, their energy is pure. You know, it hasn't been distorted. So they, they, they're able to they're able to, to, to spend it, you know, the way that they feel, you know, so I mean, and, and that's the way it is, you know, so I, I keep living, I keep, I keep living, Joey, you know, this way, well, I'm going to tell you like that, man, having that, having that young energy around you is a good thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, sir. Really cool to yeah. But we gonna. I'm going to. Um. You know, I had. I had. Uh. Uh. Brought it to you about what we're looking on here in in in, in St. Louis in Missouri. So you know, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Here with you. 
and uh, uh, give you some more, send you the pictures of, the, of everything that we're working on. I haven't okay. been able to kiss Joan or something. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been able to kiss Joan to see if he, you know, uh, but, but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's very, so, so tomorrow it, it, it's on Channel 4, you know, so, so, so tune in with it, you know, they, they moving, their, they moving, they moving, they moving and they need your energy, they need your energy to complete, you know, even though they moving in a spirit, they need to, they need to, to, to understand the, the, the right business of uh, uh, moving, you know, and I and I and I don't want to be the one to bring it to them, even though they get the land for LRA. It's, it's not your land, you know. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, break it down to them, you know, and you know, and you know, you understand what I'm saying, so, you know. Well, no, it has to be a, a gradually thing where they understand, yeah, you made a, 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 a good, you know, but it ain't yours, you know, it ain't so, That's you know, That's and, and, right, you know, and the trust, you know, so these, these are the things that even though that they have, have, you know, got to that point you know, to to make a model for for every other state. You know, they have to they have to uh, uh, do it do it do it the way our ancestors did. You know, so that's that's why you know, I have reached out to you. Reached out to you to because the young brother, he's a young brother, you know, and and and, 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 and young energy man, you know, he got that fire, you know, and 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 it's and, it, and it, his brother used to be the mayor here, you know, and his family been in the politics, you know, but he's a baby, you know, he's like about thirty years old, and he. And shit, man, he didn't blight us that whole area, man, you know, but... I mean, we're going to go to the call like that today. Well, I'm just going to talk to you, man. It's going to be He needs your energy, you know. He, he, he needs your energy because, you know, he, he, just, he just look at things in a, in a, in a more broader, uh, uh, you know, he's going to hear, he, he looks at it, he looks at it more... What? He, he looks at it more universal. Okay. All right. We'll do, my brother. Okay. All right. I'm gonna say peace to God. Peace to God. Hi. Hi, kid. All right, thank you. All right, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Blood kid. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try you one more time. 752-212. You on the line? 
So seven two five two one two. You there? Seven two five two one two. Yeah, that's true, brother. Hey, hey, Joey, can you hear me? Yeah, I heard you in the back talking about chili cheese fries and shit. Hey, hey, man, hey. <laughs> Lemon pepper wings and shit. Hey man, I didn't, I didn't even know. Um, I didn't even know I pressed one, man. I was just listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Hey. Okay. Hey. All right. I was just, I was just thinking. I said, I said, man, that brother got his grandkids in, in the back. I said, man, that's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. And maybe listening to the show. That's, that's even better, hey. man. You know. I, I, hey. As soon as you call this number, hey, hey, the kids love you. Hey, <laughs> right, I, 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 man, you don't listen, bro. I try to, influ- I try to be a good influence, man. Hey, man. Hey, I, I, I mean, I've been, I've been rocking with y'all for a couple of years, man. So as far as I'm concerned, you're doing the right, you're doing the right thing, man. Thank you, God. I appreciate that, man. Real talk. Give me my seeds, so I can plant my, so I can plant my plants. Hey, man. God is good, man. God is good, man. Yeah, you're going to always be blessed. All the time, brother. Thank you, God. Thank you. I appreciate yes, that, brother. All right, baby. I'm tuned in, man. I'm in the hey, background. Hey, good to hear from you, bro. Okay, bro. You take yes, care of yourself. Okay, All right, peace, now. Peace. Peace. All right, man. That's what's up. Uh, I'm going to fight it here. We have reached the end of our show. Listen, man. Tell the people next week to call in, man. We, we're missing a whole lot of people, man. A lot of people are going to off into the wind, man. If I ain't talking about making money, niggas don't want to listen. Get their ass back on here, man. Tell a nigga to tell a nigga to tell a nigga. All right? All right, man. I'm going to say peace. If you are, if you're part of the uh, collection or the collective, as I should say, uh, on the website, Make More Commerce, if you are one of our private members, uh, be looking out for the email blast on all of the upcoming stuff. I'll be sending that out here soon. All right? And, um, I'm going to say peace to y'all, man. Uh, we, we'll talk next week. All right? I'm going to start doing the Friday shows again soon. All right? So I'm looking forward to that. Um, other than that, makemorecommerce.com if you need to get with me. All right? And with that being said, I'm going to say peace. And I'm up out of here. We'll see. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Oh man, what a goddamn shame. Boy out here throwing dirt on my name. We was lit together, we was the shit together, hitting chick together. You hit my phone, you know how I was with whatever. And then they said you's a rat. I hit you up like, boy, what's up with that? You ain't give me no feedback. You said the paperwork was fake, I left it at that, remember? Then you switched friends on me. I thought the love was kinda real, but you pretend on me. Thought you was straight, but you bend on me And I never touched a girl, but she been want me Uh-huh, uh-huh, we was dogs, remember? And I helped you got rich, I was the cause, remember? Damn, you forgot all of that I was hitting your phone and you stopped calling back, that's why Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to 
be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, you was in my left titty Scream ride or die, I thought you would die with me Found out you's a rat, you can't even ride with me Now I'm on some funny shit, I gotta move shifty Took you to my mother house, she called you a son I let you eat out my refrigerator, you know I never been a hater We used to switch cars and change Everybody thought we had the same last name Then you forgot who put you up on game Start running around with all these lanes Now I'm a sucker, you know I ain't never switch up You had beef, I was there, I ain't bitch up I had beef, I called you and you ain't pick up And you ain't come to the hospital when I got hit up That broke my heart That showed me that we broke apart You know I kept it real from the start Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Don't even think about changing the station You're listening to The Bottom Line With your host, Joey L Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern On The Bottom Line With Joey L On the new Evolution Radio Network It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.